Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. again guys good morning good afternoon good evening or good night my name is thomas and welcome to episode number 66 of the broadcast i forgot what i was meant to say then i just i just drew a blank what was i meant to say so we do that don't we regularly mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what do i say next you can find us on twitter no 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 before that i do other stuff before that you introduce me Oh, that's right. My, yes. My name yes. is Thomas. No, 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 no. Don't say it. I'll do this. Uh-huh. He is my zip and I am Skip. Give it up for my brother. And guess what, guys? He's my real brother. Give it up for Alan. Yeah. You like that? No, I didn't. That was, <laughs> that was, that was terrible. That Why? Was, what you had a permanent brain fart there, bro. What happened? Yeah, well, I was looking at my screen and then something just went, Yeah. Hey, what uh, do I say next? Yeah, well done. Hi everyone, I'm Alan, uh, part of the broadcast. Good to see you, good to hear you. Good to be back for another month of podcast hilarity. Uh, yes, um, welcome back to another show where Tom and I are doing this from our respective homes because uh, COVID's hit our nice little town of Victoria yet again. Yes, and uh, we went from being in lockdown to being able to be free, to be able to go out. And shop again, go to the parks, and they said, "That's nah, enough now. Nah, back in, and back now, inside." <laughs> now we've yep. been locked down as of what day was it? Wednesday. Wednesday, eleven fifty-nine. Yeah. And I saw Alan's tweet on Twitter the other day saying, "I think it was like counting down." <laughs> Thirteen minutes to go. Yeah. It was at twelve o'clock on Wednesday night. We were shut down. And they officially the uh, they officially announced today on the news that you actually have to glove up and you have mm-hmm. to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the way it's going to be down here in the little part of Melbourne. Uh, but you know, I just think this is just part of life. You know, we just have to get used to. It. Uh, you know, we've been living like this for what nearly four and a half months, five months coming up. This all kicked in for us at, in March. And funny note, I went back and listened to our WrestleMania uh, 31 show from earlier. 
this year. And that's actually the episode where I dropped at the end of the show the Premier's announcement <laughs> that we're all going into lockdown as of that night. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we've right. been, as Alan said, you know, our show has all been, you know, digital for the last, or, you know, in the virtual world for the last few months. And uh, it's going to be like that for the foreseeable future until the restrictions once again ease and we're able to get together in person. And even catching up with Alan the other day, I actually dropped off a belated a birthday present for Alan. That was the first time I'd seen him in probably about a month and a bit face-to-face together. So, mm-hmm. Haven't seen him in quite a while. The only time I really saw you was through um, using our computers and iPads. But, yeah, uh, thank you again for the belated birthday present. I picked up uh, Tom got for me under the black hat, Jim Ross's story, My Life in Wrestling. Fantastic book. I haven't finished it yet. I'm about midway through it. I've been trying to find a few times, a few hours of the day to actually sit down and read it. Really well done. And that's the thing. I actually ordered that book, and this shows you how long it took to get here. I ordered that book on the 2nd of May, thinking, oh, I don't think it'll be here around his birthday, but maybe it was just after. And it went all the way through May through mm-hmm. June and mm-hmm. coming into what half of July and I'm like come on and then the other day I heard I didn't even know it was delivered I went out to check the mail and there it was sitting at the top of my stairs where my shoes would be so whoever delivered it just dropped it at the door did knock or nothing took my shoes took my shoes took my shoes <laughs> you can only have one shoe god damn it come on come on what's the world coming to where's my shoes I'll go back but, inside I'll get my mask now <laughs> yeah I can see that happening sorry I'll go back in all right, so, Brain Fart, why are we here? Well, guys, we are once again doing a wrestling companion, wrestling companion. Oh, get excited. And Where's the soundboard? <laughs> I should probably reinstall it with ads. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, sh- I'll get it on later. I'll get some, oh, too much internet, internet going on, mate. We don't want to lose signal, so, yeah. so here we go. Um, yeah, wrestling companion 44, guys. We have done 44 wrestling shows. And get this right, I did a bit of a count the other day. We nine of those shows have been WCW, and at yeah. least I think there's three ECW that we've done, and mm-hmm. the majority of them have been WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we announced last month, guys, in our TNA Slammiversary show, featuring my my mate who uh, had a nice couple of drinks, did you, bro? Bit of a blur that episode, guys. I'd like to apologise in advance. Uh, well, for that one, um, I don't remember any of the last match. I don't remember saying anything, and I went back and listened to it when you said it to me, when you posted it on the yeah. other the other week. Uh, sorry, the other month, and I, I listened to it. And went, That's it. I had to fast forward some of the bits with me talking. I was too nice. I was going to say, like, I if people have listened to our show since the beginning, I think I've realised this. I'm the face, and you're the heel. Pretty that, much. That's how we work. And I heard even Jim Cornette say it recently to Brian last on their show. I'm the heel, you're the face. And I'm like, that's what me and Alan are. And I found in that same anniversary, you were really supportive of TNA. And I'm like, who is this guy? For the last three and a half years, he was running them down. And I was trying to poke the fire with you to get you to... And you're like, oh, this is enjoyable. I love this. And yeah, I'm like, is, that the, is that the whiskey speaking? And uh, That was. And uh, I paid for it the next day and uh, decided not to uh, drink on tonight's show, guys. So... I'm going to be boring old heel Alan. Yes, he's back. He's about to demean me and make fun of me. He's back. Right. Yeah, I'm going to be so mean to Tom. He's probably going to quit the show yet again. He has to make up for last month, so it's going to be double tonight. It is. Both fists. And I will say it was a good show. We did get some good downloads, Al, so people enjoyed your banter and you working with me instead of working against me. It's 
two times I've been on this show, guys, and I've been I've been drunk. You know. What it's was the, the other one? The other one was our Q and A show on the way to UFC. Ah, ah yes, that's one. <laughs> yeah. The podcast that went for seventeen hours, um, because we in the morning we went to the show, <laughs> and then at the end of the day, drank and drank and drank, and then we got back in the car and. I'm trying to message you by via just read, which took me five minutes to actually send you a text to say, <laughs> can we stop for a toilet? And then you read it out loud, go, toilet? Well, go, I thought you were showing me a text message. Generally, hey, bro, look at this. And I'm like, oh, what's that? Uh, well, someone sent me a text message, hey, I'm in the toilet. And you're like, thanks. <laughs> say thanks, cool, Elk. Type cool. Cool, and then send a picture of me with a thumb. Prove it. <laughs> do it. Say prove it. Say it. <laughs> Alan, do it. Do it. What is, what's wrong with you? Oh, you, used to, you used to be fun. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I reckon we're going to kick into it, guys. In regards to our show, you can download all other episodes, all other 65 episodes on Apple iTunes, on Podbean, on Highcast and CastBox. You can check us out directly on Instagram, all one word, The Broadcast Podcast. But the main way you can get to us, too, is on Twitter. Um, Alan is Alan Ross TBK, I believe it is on Twitter. I am yes. Mr. Underscore MMA Action, but the broadcast is simply at the broadcast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. Now, before we actually kick in with talking about the show that we're covering, I want to give a shout out to a great podcast that you should check out. Do you want to know things about video games? How about consumer-oriented reviews, honest opinions, hot takes, and predictions? Well, you're listening to the right ad. Introducing the Lit Gaming Arena Podcast, Season 2. We bring you two episodes every week. Terminal News, which focuses on all the latest gaming news you'll ever need. And the LGA Cast, where we talk about all the games we're playing and the gaming industry in general. And we do not hold back any punches. We also have the occasional wacky guest, so don't miss out. Subscribe to us today. You can find us on our website, lga.gg, and on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you use. Again, that's the Lit Gaming Arena Podcast at lga.gg. All right, guys, we are back. And Alan, do you want to run us through what we need to do here today? Well, guys, I hope you've got the WWE Network up. That's why we're not using TNA this uh, this episode. So we should go over to the WWE Network, type in or look up WCW Great American Bash 1989. And we shall all be at the 0000000 mark. And do you want to give us the countdown, Alan? I, okay, are you ready? I'm ready, yep. I'm good to All go. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go in three, two, one. Play. How old school? Look at that, man. Where is that? That looks like someone's farm, pro- someone's farm property. Dusty's. <laughs> Dusty's property. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say one thing we didn't talk about. Did you like my Bonnie Donna's introduction for you in this episode at the beginning when I called you Zip? Went right over my head. Did you miss it? I said, he's my zip and I'm Skip. Give it up for my brother, Alan. Oh, you thought you were meeting Kip Jones or, Skip, or Kip, <laughs> Kip James or whatever. What? He's he's Kip and I'm BJ. That doesn't there seem we, right. 
No, it doesn't at all, but it sounds perfectly for this show. Look how old school this is. I love it. Is your Same. screen like half a square screen too? Yeah, it's not a full picture. Now, yeah, mind you, I have gone back and watched a little bit of this. Yep. This is done on a very small tape and, a, and one camera. It's, uh, yeah, look at that. Like the classic ECW show we did where the camera was just turning on the tripod back and forth. Just one camera, fantastic. Yep. Now we have the dual rings, guys, because there's actual rings stay there all night. This is not World War Three, okay? Well, you're not watching World War Three. This is actually the two-ring uh, King of the Hill battle royal that will kick us off, and those rings will actually stay together for majority right. of the show. And for me, it kind of screams the old-fashioned war games, too. Well, not funny you should say that. We do have a war games tonight. Yes, we do. That's our co-main event, uh, which is the team of the Road Warriors, the Midnight Express, and Dr. Death Steve Williams take on the fabulous Freebirds, the Samoan SWAT team, and that's him. I guess because it was all three members of the Freebirds tonight. Yep. Now, I want you to watch, you, watch this bet when the wrestlers are coming out. I want you to look at Rick Steiner, what he does with the crown as they're coming out. So we've got the Varsity Club. Yeah, because a lot of people actually double duty tonight, um, which is yes. what this card was known for, having multiple matches featuring similar stars. There's the goon, there's Dad, Farouk, or Ron Simmons. That was Ron Simmons is our father, or he looks like our father. Brian Scott Hall. Look at Scott Hall. Look at that. Oh, that's when oh, he was doing porn. Lord. Look at that mustache and that curly mane. Yeah. Scott Hall was doing pornography at that time. He had that <laughs> the, dirty dime, the diamond stud. Now, Rick Steiner here. Here he is. No, nah, I don't want to wear it. I'm walking out. Where did he put it, though? Just, put, just gave it to a kid. Gave, it, gave it to a, cra- a person Look in the crowd. That. Sid Vicious and Dan Spivey, the skyscrapers. Oh. It's like Kane and the Undertaker coming out. That's awesome. And off they go. They're already starting. And we have JR and Bob Coddle as our commentary team for tonight. But we are your comment. Oh, there's Teddy Long. I thought it was up in the rafters. Is he in the rafters? No, he's just... <laughs> like well, the sink. <laughs> presented in the most comfortable, complete form possible. Due to your original production technical difficulties. Yeah, there was a bit of a scratch then. <laughs> Love it. Classic. Now, this is actually only marks the second time that we've actually covered anything from 1989. Do you know Very what the good. first thing was that we covered? Wasn't one of the Clash of the Champions, was it? No, it was only one match. It was the Ric Flair, Terry Funk, I Quit. Yes, it was. That was oh from my 1989 God. Clash of the Champions, and that was for our Oh My God Season 1 that we did last year, guys. One of the earlier episodes within that season, and that was the only event we ever covered from 89. Because the, the latest we've gone back was 1990, which was both Capital Combat and also Survivor Series uh, 1990 that we did, I think, That's last right. year or the year before. Mm-hmm. So in this match, we've got Dan Spivey, Sid Vicious, Bill Irwin, Brian Pillman, Eddie Gilbert, Kevin Sullivan, Mike Rotunda, Ranger Ross, Rick Steiner, Ron Simmons, Scott Hall, Scott Steiner, Steve Williams, and Terry Gordy. That's a lot of beef. It's a lot of beef in that ring. So also on the card, guys, we've got the classic uh, tuxedo matchup that I cannot wait to see. We've got Jim Cornette against <laughs> Paulie Dangerously. Your boy uh, who, versus my boy. Yep, who will also be in the main event, uh, not captaining, but actually managing the two teams involved in the War Games matchup. 
We've also got two really good singles matchups for the NWA Championships. We've got the TV title as the great Muta takes on Sting. And I will say that's a really good match. It was known Excellent. kind of for the, the ending not being the best, but a very good classic matchup. Just a heads up, it is a BS ending. I have to agree with you on that one. Yep. And also, we got the United States Championship. A lot of personal bad blood between Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and Lex Luger for the United oh, yes. States title. Really, a really lot. good matchup. Really good. Because, again, uh, what Luger turned heel on yes. Ricky only a few months earlier after being disappointed that he wasn't in the title picture um, after losing to uh, Ric Flair. Ranger Ross is in the second ring now. So, Ranger Ross, let's have a look at this fella because he's not jumping into someone that I know. Do you know much about Ranger Ross, El? Sorry, I have no idea who this man is. So his name is Robert Lee Ross Jr., also known as Ranger Ross, was mainly known in the Jim Crocker promotions and the WCW in the late 80s and early 1990s. Uh, still alive today, 60 uh, years of age. Yep. Brooks in the second he... ring too. Uh, sorry, Ron Simmons. So he's yep, in he's, he's tenure finished in WCW in 1991. Uh, he actually filed a lawsuit against the WCW Ooh, for uh, discrimination. Yeah. Uh, working as a private investigator as well as a part-time probation officer during the early 1990s, he also collected fines and probation fees in the local area. It's kind of like that fellow from um, the uh, dark side of the ring that was doing the bounty hunting. Yes. Um... Yes. What the slap heard around the world, eh? Yes. And the last time he looked like he competed was 2007 for Ranger oh, Ross. Well. Okay. So it kind of still went going after, what, 30, nearly 20 years after this event. Who else do we have that I, that's jumping out that I don't know? I, know? I know Eddie Gilbert from the ECW time. And there goes Farouk. Oh, he's oh, sorry. Ron Simmons has been eliminated. He is out. And see, this is before the whole formation of, what, Doom, before going for the world title against Vader. Yep. You know, those early times when he's just starting off his career. Apparently, you're right there. You've got Scott Hall and Sid Vicious, both standing there together in different rings, but that's Scott Hall on one side, Sid on the other. Look how jacked he was too, Scott Hall. Yeah, he was a big, big dude. And then we've got... Who have we got in the ring here with... Um, oh, the goons in, the, in now. Yeah, the Goon actually takes on Brian Pillman tonight. I think in yes, our next matchup, or maybe the third match on the card. They go for about 10 minutes in that one. Oh, there's oh. another glitch there. And here he goes, another great... Oh, powerbomb. Jesus. And Spivey, look at I know. That was fantastic. I think he's going to go for it again. Yep, not one, but two. God, look, and it, see, that's the powerbomb when it's from the shoulder. Yes. It's not like from the head down, it's from the shoulder down. And there was a recent... Uh, what? GCW wrestling show that happened in what a backyard party that featured one of the most hardest power bombs I've ever seen. He just hoisted him up yeah. and just slammed him down. I sent that to you. Oh, what, what is Dr. Death Steve Williams doing on top of the rope? Well, he jumped off with Tom, Tom oh, Studio. This is like uh, Kane versus Rey Mysterio. That if no, we're thinking of. 2000, the rest of, oh my god, he just took his head off. Do you know the other member that was a part of the uh, the skyscrapers for a short time that we've also had on this show a number of times? Was it Mark Callis? You are correct, El. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's how what Taker came in with Spivey, but Taker just kind of outshone him very quickly. Like he yeah. came in as the young dude, 
and just outshone the fellow and he ended up doing a lot more. Another powerbomb. Jesus. Well, Dr. Death is out. Rick Stein is out. Is it just me or does Dr. Death look like Hulk Hogan tonight with he his does. red and yellow? <laughs> he's got those, he's got those uh, yellow trunks. Oh, what a drop kick from Brian Pillman. Beautiful. And get this right. Talking about our, uh, was it nine WCW oh. shows we've covered? Mm. I've actually figured out Sting has been in seven of them. Of course. Like Sting has been in, I think Ric Flair as well have nearly been in every single one that we've done. In yep. one, you know, if it, facing off or just in a promo, but yep. they've nearly been in every single companion. So Sid has won in ring one. And then there goes Brian Pillman. So we're down to our final three in the ring. So Dr. Death, Mike Rotunda, and Dan Spivey. Will we see partner versus partner? Look, look, look at look at Booms go. <laughs> the ultimate warrior, eh? Come on, come oh, on. I love it. Well, you want to <laughs> go? You want to go? You want to go? You want to go? Look at the crowd. They are loving it. I will say it is a very energized crowd tonight. And I know that throughout the card, I do see at times there's a bit of a flip of face and heel. Because yes. during the Muta Sting match, they're really getting behind Muta. Mm. During the Luga Steamboat match, they're going for Luga. They're like, they're the two heels. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's like they're in Toronto, Canada, where they switch on who they're actually going for. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa. Uh, catch a fly. <laughs> Off to the funhouse. Off you go. Off you go. <laughs> go on. If you just go and believe, you'll be fine. But just follow the buzzards. Uh, just dog to death, they jacked up. The poor like fella that, just got knocked out in the brawl for all. I liked that I went to um to Bray Wyatt and you went for Bo Dallas. No, good on you. Good on you. And to think we could have got Dr. Death and Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWE Championship in 98. Funny how you say that. It was one of the um, passengers, one of the pass, uh, sorry, paragraphs yep. in the uh, Under the Black Hat book where I Jim Ross... When Jim Ross had to fire, uh, tell Steve Williams, we've got nothing for you mm. after that brawl for all. And the injuries he had too, they just, it was more of a. Oh, look at that a trip. A hindrance that he couldn't go. That's right. Was that, was that Rotunda that tripped him, I believe? That's right. He tripped him. He tripped over Hogan we without got, the. We got Bill Alfonso, it looks like in the background as a referee there, or it could be Tommy Young, I think. And that's it. Dan uh, yeah. Spivey wins it. Well, he wins on ring two. Now it's partner yes. versus partner. Where's Teddy Long? Is he coming in? He will be in a minute. Don't, don't spoil it for people who haven't seen this show. No, I just saw him down the bottom there, Al. He was down there, walking up what? with his uh, weird shaved head. With hair. Here he comes. In. I got something to play, say, player. I'm bringing out the Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> and we're going <laughs> to have a tag team match. Team match. Oh, look at him. With these teeth, he's missing half the top bit. Man, that's a fantastic hair. <laughs> George Costanza style. Oh, yeah. I like the the white top with the kind of like the cowboy look with the tassel hanging down where a tie would be. And this is the second time we've had um, Teddy Long on our show as a heel who's uh, who just gets heat, gets a lot of heat. From the crowd. Okay. It just Moving did it on. again, didn't it? Wow. Yeah, he, he was announcing that they took home the 50 grand, and then it boom, just cuts out. And look at that big fellow with the white, with the yellow down there in the corner. Swinging the hands up. 
Because that's a woman, eh? That he's, got some, he's got That's a guy with man titties. Well. <laughs> so he went from the ring, now he's backstage, or how are we doing in his titties? Oh, Gordon the great Gordon Soleil. Soleil. Look at him, classic. He's so soft-spoken on the mic. Like, even when, like, Lex Luger and stuff get animated, he just goes, hmm, well. And then just, well, just gives the interview going. Do you remember when I met Robocop and I tried to speak to him about the little stingers? <laughs> oh, man. I love that show. That was such a good show. Not us. Alan's, uh, Alan. Alan's referencing the Capital Combat show, guys, that we did, I think it was uh, May, that featured, mm-hmm. uh, what, the steel cage with a pissed-off Lex Luger. Wanting the, the, the cameraman to get out of the ring. You gonna get out? You gonna get out? Get out. <laughs> oh man. He's got one tooth on the top, I believe, and then nothing. Yeah, he's got his whole Oh man. Here's a question, I don't think we've ever covered this because we have talked about it briefly off mic. Mm. You know, you're looking at the the era of the, the attire that wrestlers would wear in the ring, mm. what would be your wrestling attire if you became a wrestler today? Um, I've always liked the Andre look, Andre the Giant look. Ah, uh, yes. But I would, I wouldn't try to get the sort of bikini line done. So I try to get the trunks around the knees. Ah, uh, who who has a look like that? Kind of like Keith Lee has shorts similar to that, but they're a little bit above but, uh, the knee. But, but uh, more like um, big thick boy. Um, oh, what's, oh, his, what's name? his name? Um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Oh, what's his name now? Um. How can I forget this? Jonah Rock is his actual wrestling yeah. name, but yeah. he's what Bronson Reed, I think it is, in NXT yep. at the moment. Yeah, um, that's my style. Here we go. It's almost like the guy too from MLW, one of the Fatus. He wears a similar yes. look as well. MLW yes. champion. I think I would go. Think it, hmm, let me have a think. Um, <laughs> you can't say wrestling without tassels, so. I reckon yes, I would you. do tassels across the biceps, tassels yeah, on the waist, warrior. tassels on the knees, tassels on the boots. I'm kind of you're like warrior. Free, warrior meets Freebird, <laughs> meets Young Bucks, mixed in. No, you're just Ultimate Warrior. Just do a blow <laughs> Tom, come you on, not, not again. I just want to stay with the universe and how the planets are all aligning. I have no idea what I'm talking about. We're going to be teaming tonight. You with your Andre look and me with my tassel look. It's like that um, thing that was on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. We're Shawn Michaels and I'm Man Johnson yep. and Ultimate Warrior. They were a three-man tag. Yeah. And you had no idea what was going on. Warrior's walking around the side, just walking back. And there was forth, a, lot of, a lot of cocaine in that one promo alone with three men. Oh, here we go. I wonder what show that was. It looks like it was a Raw or something. Oh. It was in probably in your it. house. All right, so this is our next match. This is a singles matchup. So we got Bill, a wild Bill Irwin taking on Brian Pillman. So Pillman's actually been on at least, I think, four yeah. of our shows, I think. A few of the old ones. He was on the very first Nitro that we covered in 1995, which was against Justin Thunder Liger. We did that in September of last year. He was also on the Capital Combat. He lost the United States tag title That's when right. he was with the Z-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have a chat about uh, Bill Irwin, because he's only been on our show once, which was the portrayal of the goon, which was yes. WrestleMania 17 in the, uh, what was the name of that Battle Royal, Al? Gimmick, the Gimmick Battle Royal. So he actually uh, began wrestling in 1979, trained by Scott Irwin and Vern Gagne. So there's an Ooh. old name from the past there, Eric Bischoff's mm-hmm. former mentor. 
Mm-hmm. So what part do you want to talk about is period the goon times? Oh, no, let's hear it about this time. What what is his gimmick here? Is he a cowboy? Well, let's have a look because I'm taking it as man. I'm taking it as a cowboy style look he's got going on. Yeah. So he it? debuted in World Class Championship Wrestling, but WCW was 1986, uh, no 1987 to 1996. He was there. So Irwin stayed in wrestling in the independents and resurfaced in the NWA in 1989. He would then form a tag team with Black Bart in the Global Wrestling Federation from 1991 to 1992. Irwin, now being known as Wild Bill Irwin, also appeared in WCW, including a loss to Davey Boy Smith in Smith's debut at Super Brawl 3. Nice. He then joined the WWE in 1996 as the Goon, a hockey player who was kicked out of every league he participated in. Mm-hmm. He made his TV debut on July 20th, 1996 episode of Superstars. The gimmick did not last long as he left a few months after arriving. Yeah. <clears throat> it was during WWE's cartoon times. Is that Nick Patrick, the referee there? Yes, it is, with a nice mustache. Mm-hmm. He's also doing porn. <laughs> any, time, any person I see tonight with a mustache, they're, do- they're doing porn. So they wrestle at night, porn by day. Oh, both, and twice on Sundays. you got to pay those bills. And twice on Sundays. So he returned in 2001, as Alan said, for the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania 17, and then he also returned at Raw 15, the Raw 15th anniversary special, in 2007, wrestling as the goon and supporting a thick moustache. He participated in the 15th anniversary battle royal where he was eliminated by Repo Man. Repo Man. Upon leaving the WWE in 1996, he wrestled on independent circuits uh, in his most prominent match being against Shockwave the Robot in September of 2012. Was that John Cena? I have no idea what Shockwave the Robot is, but I am now Googling. Sounds like a watered down, it sounds like a poor man's version of a prototype. Yep, I found it here, and it's Hornswoggle taking on a robot. It's literally a person dropped up as a as an actual robot character. Okay. Uh, this is wrestling. Yeah. This is what he actually looks like. I'm showing Alan guys. I know it's a podcast, but I'm showing him the image. That's Shockwave there, Al. It's an actual robot. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's not a human, Tom. It's a real cyborg. Just like Robocop. He was a cybernetic man, but still. <laughs> Where did this match happen? What company was it? Is it just me, or when he was the goon here, he looks like Garth from uh, Wayne's World? <laughs> uh, <laughs> an, car. Dana, Dana Carvey, car. Yep. Car. <laughs> Game on. Game on. Shockwave the Robot. Also known as Shockwave, Shockwave the Robot, and also Spider-Man. Okay. He's been wrestling for over 22 years. His signature move is the Toxic Shock Syndrome. <laughs> so having a chat about wrestling, did you check out the recent Fighter Fest from AEW? No, no, I didn't. I, went, I uh, saw the results. I have, um, unfortunately for us, for this guys, I um, I haven't really been watching a lot of wrestling lately, of late, especially the new stuff. I don't know what it is, but I've been extremely turned off by it. Mm. Um, maybe it's just something what's going on. I've, uh, I used to get, um, 
what it was that uh, used to get AEW on fight. And I was, oh my God, he folded him up then. I don't do it. I don't have that anymore. I cancelled my subscription. I've still got WWE, but I purely use it for this, mainly for the podcast. So, no, but you can tell me what you watched and tell me what you saw. I watched probably more highlights of Great American Bash, um, the Kevin Lee, Adam Cole, but I did watch Fighter Fest last night as I was putting the kids to bed. Overall, it was a good show. You know, cool. it had to, you know, did things that I didn't like and things that I really did pick up on. Um, I think the Revival are going really good, I will say, or FTR as they're known today. Did they and lose? I, no, they turned up with the... Oh, yes, they did, actually. Yeah, they turned up with the Bucks against the Lucha Bros who? and Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, who and took the... Um... Who took the pin? I, actually, I don't think the FTR got pinned. I think it was yeah, one was of the Bucks say. got it. Yeah, That's it was a pin by Pentagon. But they've yeah. announced next week for Fight for the Fallen, it's going to be uh, Pentagon and Phoenix against FTR for the first oh, time that's, ever. That's good. Um, and that many people are saying, you know, it's the greatest technical wrestling tag team against one of the greatest lucha tag teams, which should yeah. be a great show. But this is back with the timekeeper here. It was literally against the ring where there's that table mm-hmm. that was set up. Close to the action. Which we saw um, ready to rumble when there was a, that, that mm-hmm. what catapult that was done by DDP to Jimmy the King. That's right. Um, I think big thing happened on the Great American Bash that I saw online that Keith Lee is a double champion now. Yeah, I, th- I think that kind of came out of nowhere. I'm thinking, like, why did they have to book a title title match? Like, why couldn't they have just done Keith Lee going for the championship belt? Why did it have to be a winner-take-all? I just didn't see why they needed to think, hey, let's, guys, you're a champion and I'm a champion. Let's make it for both belts. Um, I think it's because of what's going on in the world right now. And I don't want to sound like one of those basement bros, but it's certainly saying that, you know, with all the craziness of going on with Black Life Matters and all that you know, craziness is going over across the world, especially in the States and right now, I think they're pretty much going, oh, um, let's let's give him a, give him a black champion. Yeah, that, that'll make everyone happy. Maybe. I mean, I, I think Keith Lee is very deserved of the title, and it's really nice to see for him to be a world champion on NXT. But I think it's basically this like, uh, how do we make people happy? I just mm. do it. Yeah, I was just surprised that they just thought they would book a you know oh. champ versus champ for both belts. I thought that it would just be. You know, Keith Lee would get a title opportunity against the NXT champ, and that way, if he could take a loss, he doesn't lose the North American belt. Um, but I think that was, you know, good for him. But that was also spoiled. If you checked out social yes. media about a week and a half before that show was pre-taped, yes. and one of the NXT developmental stars actually took a photo of that final sequence of Keith Lee holding up both belts and put it on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and before he could quickly delete it, people had screenshot it, and it was yep. all over social media. And it was even shared by AEW's Chris Jericho. That's right. Uh, you know, talking, and they even took a shot at WWE or NXT for that on their brand of Dynamite. Um, you know, I, I, I find NXT, I don't watch a lot. I probably watch more highlights of the shows going forward. Another big thing talking about um, you, the US, there was actually a new United States Championship. Did oh. you see that recently announced, the new US title belt? What's well, your view right. on that one? It's pretty. It's nice. It's different. Oh my God! What's Nick Patrick doing? Okay, shoving him here. Oh, Hillman. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. This is the cross body, I believe. This is from the other ring. Wait a minute. Yeah. Turn around and take the pinfall. Here we go. That's it. Oh, here we go. On your pal, man. Good work. Yep. 
And just another really quick thing before we go back to the US title, Pillman's son actually is uh, debuting in AEW. Brian Pillman Jr. is actually joining the promotion. He's recently signed a deal and will be coming across. I don't. They haven't talked about his actual debut. I think he might be on AEW Dark, but I know he's actually coming to AEW, which would be a great matchup for him and Cody. I think yeah. a good classic of two generations facing off. Well, that was cool um, for um, to have a new, a new United States champion. Uh, the, the belt looks great. I don't mind it. Um, I still prefer sort of the... Uh... Oh, there we go. He was holding Look a racket. That. Look at that long hair at the back, eh? that curly perm. He had the racket <coughs> in one hand, threw it away, and now he's got, his, he's got his phone. Sorry, guys, we're listening to Paul Lee. When Paulie's on our screen, we shut up and listen. We've had a lot of Paulie from like the one-night stands we've done to managing Brock Lesnar to even being uh, the force behind ECW when we had 911 chokeslam the hell out of Mikey Whitbreak and a referee. And I actually had Mikey Whitbreak actually like one of our tweets that I put up about him taking the chokeslams. Um, he just <laughs> loved, put a like, like there for that there on Twitter saying, yep, he is a hard guy to fight, but it was um, good to see him interacting with our Twitter. He is talking about Jim Cornette hurting when he hurt his knees from the uh, Skywalker scaffold match that he fell off. And I'll actually tell you a good story that I heard on the Jim Cornette, um, the drive through a couple of weeks ago about Paul Lee. That was mm-hmm. talking about, you know, how did they come to the idea of him coming to ECW for that short time with the whole Jerry the King lawyer, you know, mm-hmm. ECW or WWF invasion storyline. Because um, yep. I asked him, like, how do you guys go today? And I said, yeah, I have no issue with it. You know, they, we, our lives have gone different ways. He said, I haven't probably spoke to him in a good 10 years or so. But he mm-hmm. said, I have no ill will with anybody um, like him. But, you know, hope he's doing his best. Great. So what we might do, guys, before we actually kick into our next matchup, I actually want to talk about one of our sponsors. And we've actually got a new sponsor, guys. Uh, this sponsor actually partnered up with the broadcast only, what, 15 minutes before I actually hit recording with Alan. And I'm talking about Player One Coffee. So Player One Coffee was started out of necessity. It was actually saw, this company saw the lack of serious contenders when it comes to developing amazing craft tasty products for gamers. Player One was formed to fill the tremendous gap and finally develop coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers, creative developers, and just about anyone who really enjoys a cup of coffee. Uh, we're a small team of passionate gamers and coffee drinkers. Every bag is roasted to order to ensure maximum freshness. We count, we put countless hours into perfecting our coffee. Please give it a try and enjoy. Putting it bluntly, this isn't just a business for us. Player One Coffee knows that choosing sustainable environments, social and economic standards is everyone's best interest. From their light, light roasts to their dark roasts, their cold brews to their cocoa blends, and gear, including shirts, mugs, glasses, and cups, you can check out playerone.com and use the promotional code BRO247 to get 5% off your total purchase. That, again, is BRO247, 5% off at playeronecoffee.com. All right, guys, and I'll tell the people what we just saw there in we that saw, entrance. <laughs> we just saw the dynamic dudes go to the crowd, pick up a quite a heavy set child, brought him out, threw a frisbee at him, picked him up, put him back. But yeah, I, liked, 
but I loved it. The actual shirt that he was wearing was a Ghostbusters, not one, but two T-shirt he was wearing. <laughs> and I think I had that shirt as a child as well during oh, his time. Man. Well, you would have been, how old at this time period? About five, six and a half or something like that? Uh, yeah, it would be five. Five years old. Yeah, it would have been, yeah, five. So we have uh, Sid that would have put the chaps back on uh, <laughs> to come out for this matchup. And he, Teddy is holding the crown because, oh, my oh, God. What the? Oh, oh, oh. I think someone threw something. And they're all no, happy touching him. Look at the young nope. kid. Okay, okay. Don't touch him. Don't touch the wrestlers. If you're going to touch him, be ready. I think that kid just shit his pants. <laughs> I was just saying hi. I was just saying hi. What's the security? Oh, look at Don't, don't touch him. Don't touch him. Shut down. Get back. Get back. I've got, I've got these big man titties. I'll use them on you. There's Jake the Snake down, the, down there. <laughs> I was about to say that. He's, he, what, before he was getting in the ring, he's doing some security work. Oh, look at look at this cheap chaps. Scary oh, dude. Man, look at that. Cowboy yeah. vest on, chaps on, trunks on. Let's go. Yep. Yep. All he needs is a cowboy hat and a bull rope, and it's Bradshaw. Oh, and Stan big Hansen. thick mustache. Stan <laughs> Hansen right there. All right, so the skyscrapers actually had four members, it says here. So we had Big Sid Vicious, Dangerous mm-hmm. Dan Spivey, Mean mm-hmm. Mark Callis, and the Masked Skyscraper, which was actually Mike Enos, also known as Beverly Blake. Of mm-hmm. Blake Beverly uh, during his time there. So Sid Vicious, six foot eight. Spivey, six foot eight. Callus, six foot ten. Oh. So some big dudes here. What a man muscle in that in that team. These dynamic dudes right here. So we've got Shane Douglas and Hey Vince. Um Look at that hair that just had – it's such a blonde mane. Like this era, we talked about it in Capital Combat and also the 1994 uh, ECW when Worlds War collide. Just the hair, man. Do you want to – do you hear what they're chanting? What are they chanting? Peanut head. Peanut head. Look what the referee's doing. The referee's actually focusing on the oh, – <laughs> sorry, the cameraman's focusing on his head. He's like, oh, yeah, put the crown on your head. No, you're a peanut head. He's yeah, trying to say, don't focus on my bald head. Focus on the crown that should be on my head. But the crowd is going, peanut head. Oh, man. You can't do that today. Someone will get offended. <clears throat> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He made fun of me. I have another allergy. Don't. So the skyscrapers' first taste of success came in 1989's Great American Bash, where they the one where they first co-won the two-ring uh, King of the Hill Battle Royal, with Sid being survivor in Ring 1 and Dan surviving in Ring 2. The rules called for the two to fight each other, but their manager, Teddy Long, convinced them to shake hands and share the prize money before getting on the microphone and telling the crowd that they had other tag teams that didn't have unity. And then they were going to take on the dynamic dudes here. That's right. So, on, the la- on our last show... Uh, sorry, not our TNA show, but our show with um, RoboCop. Yep. Didn't we have? We didn't have. Who took on me, Mark Callis? Was... <clears throat> that was Johnny Ace. That was his last yep. event before he went to All Japan. Yes. It was his last tension. So it was, you know, that would be. What are we now? We're July watching this event. So it would have mm-hmm. been five plus. What? Well, it was about nine months later. Nice. So Shane Douglas would have been out of the 
to read about Shane Douglas during this time period because, again, the Shane Douglas that I believe you and I may have seen was the ECW Shane Douglas, the one that was going over to WCW, the franchise player, part of the Revolution team with you know Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, Perry Sutton, and also was it Asia that was also on the team for a little bit? Oh, yes. So Dean Douglas was another name I saw later on when I kind of was into wrestling, going back, watching the, the, the pre-98, which was like In Your House when he was the school teacher style gimmick that he was doing. Um, so he actually joined WWE in 1990. So it says here with the uh, Dynamic Dudes, they broke up in 1990 after Ace began uh, competing uh, more predominantly in the All Japan Pro Wrestling, oh. which was breaking ties with the NWA. Jim Cornette cool. also states that the end of the Dynamic Dudes came when Douglas went over his head to Jim Hurd about having a finish change to make him look stronger. Cornette, who was a part of the booking committee, washed his hands of working with them afterwards. Shane argued that they'd been repeatedly promised a big push and were instead being booked to lose all of their big matches, then getting criticised for not getting over as a top tag team. The dudes would wrestle together in March of 1990 uh, before Douglas soon left WCW and headed over to the independent circuit before going to the WWE in 1990. So the same year he left WCW, he went across to the World Wrestling Federation. And uh, didn't have a really good time thanks to Shawn Michaels and uh, the click. If you go back from some uh, shoot interviews he's done online, hear that crowd? You hear that crowd? He was over, definitely over here. Yeah. Because he would, what, join the Horseman, I think, in the next couple of months. With his big tucks. <clears throat> yeah, he looked like, what, Jaws from James Bond. He did. Oh. oh. I've always loved Sid. I've always loved, like, Same. I remember watching, what, the old, just, my favourite thing was WWE or WWF Sid gets in the ring and then the S-I-D would go on fire in the ring. Like, those little sparklers falling down. Mm-hmm. Um, what, his weird promos of Psycho Sid just laughing. Don't the call him Psycho Sid. Song. Yeah. Don't call him Psycho. And who's our referee pretty... there? Who have we got? Just the camera's think, changed there. I think that's Tommy Young. I think it is Tommy Young, yep. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's why Tommy Young's always been praised. He gets out of the way. Mm. He, he knows his role is to keep the match on time, be clear in communication, but let them do their stuff. I'll move back. I'm going to watch everything going on, but I'm not getting involved. You do it. In... See, just, see, just get kicked on, yep. guys. Doesn't touch. It's almost like a boxing referee at times. Just step back, let the fight happen. You know who he reminds me of, and he's still going today, and it's Charles Robinson. Oh, yeah. Charles Robinson's very much like that. He's got the facial expressions. You know, if he watches, like, someone get, you know, slapped across the chest, he sells it too. Yeah, he'll cover his chest or he'll jump up if there's a big slam Ooh, on that. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing I remember about Sid, like, Sid is a guy that would go, what, World Wrestling Federation champion, WCW World Heavyweight champion, and also was in ECW for a short bit. Killing, yeah. killing uh, Spike Dudley. Yeah. I think he was feuding with Justin Credible, I believe, oh, or was oh. either on his side or feuded against him for a short what's, time. What's he doing here? Outside his edge, eh? Hey, Chico, Reza Maramon. And then, yeah, unfortunately, Sid had one of the worst injuries I've ever seen, you know, back in, what, 2001, Sid, man. That broken... Are we going to cover that one day? I was thinking about covering it. Um, So that happened on his left leg from, like, the knee down, just completely shattered the bottom part of his leg. And I was watching that show. So we're selling there, Teddy. What are you doing? I love it. He's doing the job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Run away. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just remember watching that and just going, wait, 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 wait. What? Like, this is not scripted. His leg is literally hanging to the left. And then to have WCW the next day acknowledge it and then constantly replay it and zoom in on the leg snapping. That... And you're like, what? They didn't. They don't show it on the network, I don't think. But I think what we should do in December is um probably do the um that match. Sorry, that actual pay per view Starcade, and then we do the Nitro after. No, it was Sin where he broke his leg. Was it Sin? Sorry, Sin. Okay. Yeah, it was Sin was March of that year. Wasn't um yeah, that wasn't their Starcade. They, they, so so Starcade. So Starcade was the world title against Scott Steiner. It was a one on one matchup. But Sin, I think, came after that. Um, and then he was like, he was gone for a long time after that for like the, re- the rehab on his leg because he had so many screws and plates and things put in. Um, but I've always liked Sid. I've always liked his work. And I think from listening to What Happens When and also, um, was it Bruce Pritchard? You didn't really doing? like him. Just selling. Look at the crowd. He's not meant to. He's a heel. <clears throat> but that's what I'm saying. Tonight, the fans are really switched. They just like if a wrestler acknowledges the audience, they just cheer them. Like it could be a heel oh, yelling oh, oh. at the audience, they still cheer him. Nah, no, no, no. We've been watching for that long. The bad guys act like bad guys. Mm. But again, if you're over with the crowd and you hear that crowd cheering for you, you can't help yourself. That guy's got a stick there. What the? That's the fairy floss guy. Tom, I saw him the same thing. That man's got a stick. <laughs> I'm like, there's no candy on the stick. What are you doing, mate? Just walking around the stick. Just walking around with the big stick. There's Alan there What's with his got? blue glasses on there in the middle. I yeah. know that's me. Blue that's me. That, I, I want to see that guy move. I want to move your uh, head. Mate. I want to make sure you're not weekend at Bernie's <clears throat> dead. Look, they hate that. Every time that Sid gets tagged out, everyone boos. Mm, they don't want they, him. They don't want, want spike. Okay, big guy, big blue dude just moved. Good, he's awake. He's alive. Is it just made the Spivey kind of look like a young Steve Austin as well? I was about to say the same yeah, thing. He... And his uh, son did some time in WCW. Who was that? Dan Spivey's son, didn't he? Did he? Let me have a look. Uh... And then he had a, um, a drug overdose. Did he? I have no idea who that was. Who was he? Mr. Headbutt? Because I remember he was uh, was he was what Waylon Mercy when he was in w, uh, WWF for a little bit. Yes, that was a pretty short-lived gimmick. That was based on what Cape Fear. Yes, it the was. The version of that. Here he comes. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, just, all, just greased up, white hair, white, just white. That's all I see in yeah. this guy. Oh. Yeah, I can't see anything here about that. Nothing was it. Now, when was it Dan Spivey? Did he wrestle in WCW? And then uh, is he still alive today, or is he dead? Or am, uh, I, am I thinking about? No, he's still thinking... alive. No, he's born in 1952, so he's 67 now. Um, he I, retired I, in 1995. I swear it was his son that wrestled for WCW during the 99-2000, and then had a drug overdose and died. Let me have a look. Oh man, what's going to happen? I don't here? know much about him. Oh, God. Oh, God. Someone's going to... Oh, you big silly mooses. Mm. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like... No, there's more stuff like what happened to Dan Spivey, but there's nothing really about... 
Must be a, it does see, it does must be a, a, issues with the click, though, it does say here. Dean Douglas. No. No, this was Dan Spivey, they were saying. Oh. Okay, must be thinking of another wrestler that passed away. Oh, oh, my, oh says, my God. Yep. Okay. That's a greased up. Right. One. Sorry, brother, I just I just slipped a little bit. You're a bit, you're a bit greased up. That could have re- ended really bad. Yeah. Hey, his arms, the, hey, his arms pinned down too. Shane let down, grabbed him by the top of the trunks. The, you're right, come here. Like pulled him towards him from the top of the trunks. Look at that chin. <laughs> the, 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 curly, the curly blonde noodle hair. Yes. He had the same build too, didn't he? For a long time, he had the same build. Thank you, Peanut. Like Psycho Sid. It's oh your boy. Lord. It's your boy, Tom. Look at that yellow tee. <laughs> Bit of pro- promotion there for uh, Spalding uh, tennis rackets. Yes. <clears throat> Darryl, when Jim Cornette talks, guys, we listen. So. Yes, I've been uh, listening to a lot of your show. I've been catching up on the last few weeks because I actually had listened to it. I've been so flat out with work, and I thought, okay, I'm going to sit down now, you know, listen to it, and catch up. And, you know, he's been doing actually some watch-alongs more recently too. Really? Yeah, what he does, it's only one match. It might just yeah. be, you know, Brian and him choose an old-school match that he was uh, either sort of his personal favourites or it was something he was involved in, and they go back and watch it. So, Cool. So on my just, <clears throat> just before the next match, I want to give another uh, shout-out, guys, to another great affiliate of the Broadcast Podcast, and I'm talking about Clinch Gaming. So Clinch Gaming manufactures custom professional game controllers for your Xbox One and your PlayStation 4 console. These controllers are usually uh, both professionally and casual gamers alike. Clinch Gaming controllers are widely used among eSports and professional game tournament communities. <clears throat> At Clinch Gaming, we are gamers just like you. We want to provide you with a quality of product that will improve your gaming performance at a fair price. With Clinch, you won't just get stuck overpaying or waiting months for a professional game controller. These controllers are designed sturdy and rigid or rugged. There are no paddles to break. They pride themselves at bringing the industry leader in custom care, and they feel that gamers should be put first with the professional gaming vendors. Engage one set of buttons on the rear shell is actually faster than engaging first a paddle and with an underlining button behind it. With this time, savings means very small. Every tenth second counts during a gameplay tournament. They promise you you will feel the difference when you aren't stretching your fingers out to reach oddly placed paddles. Our buttons are very close to where your middle finger rests on the bottom of the controller, making it faster than ever to get off on that jumping Drop shop using your promotional code BRO247 at clinchgaming.com. You'll get yourself 5% off your total purchases. That again is BRO247 at clinchgaming.com. What's next, Al? We've got a tuxedo match between Paulie Dangerous my boy, and Jim Cornette, Tom's boy. I wouldn't say he's my boy, like, you know. He's not. He's my man. NWA number one, WWF stinks. The WWF is blanked out. Did they censor it out? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, guys. It's from 1989. No one's going to care today. 
So who you got, Tom? I'm taking Nick Patrick. <laughs> I'm glad I asked you that. Well, this match is pretty quick. I think it goes for six minutes and 22 seconds, which is strange because it actually goes longer than the next match, which is the tag match, which went for four minutes. Yeah. Oh. So this is literally just a brawl, I would say. Tuxedo matches is you just got to design, you know, take the clothes off, really. Oh, look out. He's got him. Oh, that's a good selling uh, right hand there. Oh, my jacket. Got the cummerbund still on there. Yeah, you got to hide that belly. Oh, my God, what's he's got? Oh. Oh, calm oh, down, people. Oh, I got a jacket. Oh, okay, you didn't. You focused on the crowd and not the... Not uh... the sh- <laughs> oh, he's got the phone. Taking the knees out so he can de-pants it. The cell phone. There's a... There's a... There's so much big hair in the crowd tonight. Mm. And it's Someone's summertime. Some cocaine. Looking, at, looking at the summertime wear too. Singlet tops, short tees, hats. A lot of, fam- a lot of family too. There's a lot, a lot of families out there tonight. Someone's left a lot of cocaine in the ring there. So can someone go get that please? So I told this quick story that I heard on Jim Cornette's show about Paul Lee. And I was talking about how he come in to actually assist with... Uh, the invasion storyline, and they wanted to do a surprise storyline. So they said, you know, Jim, you and I go way back. Would you be able to come to this ECW show and help, you know, Jerry the King with this storyline? You know, Cadet's like, yep, I'm happy to do it. He said, uh, just let me know where it is. You know, I'll, you know, drive out from where I live. I'll come out to New York to do the show. He said, so, you know, we pull up, get in the airport, walk at the front, there's a limousine waiting when we get out. Me and my associate, oh, yes, Mr. Cornette, this limo has been paid for by Paul. You know, hop in. We're actually going to take you out for dinner first. He gets in the limo. They drive him into New York, took him to one of the most fanciest restaurants. All you can eat, get your own meal, drinks, food. Oh, yes, it's all being covered by Paul Lee. You can, mm-hmm. you can come and check it out. He said the limo pulls up where the bingo hall was, and he said, dude, I don't know where I was. It was the most shadiest place I've ever travelled to. He said, I didn't want to get out of the, get out of the actual limo because I was scared for my life. Mm-hmm. He said, I go in. He said, Paulie greets me and says, yep, they're ready in the ring for you now. When the lights come on, go in there with the racket. And what I want you to do is just take out Tommy, work on Tommy. So he said, I get in there. Next thing I know, as I'm in the ring, I see Tommy there just grabbing his testicles. And I, something's happened. And this was that shot that we had by Laura where he literally smashed. I think it was a golf club or a bat or something. What did he hit him with? Do you know what it was? Or Wasn't it a hockey puck? I think, I think it was a hot kindo stick. Kindo stick. Yeah, oh, kindo stick. Yeah. stick that ruptured one of his testicles. So he said, I come in and I see Tommy in the corner and I can tell he's hurt and I still have to hit him. So I felt that I still have to hit him. So I'm like, this, this is one of the weakest shots. I'm like, I'm, and I'm almost apologizing <laughs> as I'm hitting him. And you got Tommy like trying to sell it, but like squeezing his, like his groin, knowing it's in a oh. lot of pain. And supposedly he said they actually swelled up to the size of cricket balls, you know, two cricket balls. He if said, you go, go straight back after, and, if you go back and watch the um, Beyond the Mat uh, uh, movie, uh, and you, Tommy Dream is in it, and he actually talks about that. Yeah. What and, and during that spot, what he had to go to, and they had to get a, a needle, and they had to draw the fluid out of his testicles. Straight it out. Yeah. Well, he said, you know, straight after I did that thing, he said, I, I didn't know what the boys were going to think because they didn't know what was coming in. 
Mm-hmm. So he said, once I got backstage, he said, security grabbed me and said, come on, you got to get out of here because I thought there was going to be a riot. He said, they're rushing me through backstage behind the curtain. I was told, go to the limo. Just go straight to the limo. Don't go talk to him and just run past. Goes past outside and there's Paulie with a money bag waiting at the door. He goes, <laughs> gives it to him, shakes hands. Thanks again, Jim. Hops in the limo, drives him back to the airport, flies him home. <laughs> he That's said, fantastic. I had $750 in cash. He in said, bag. Sorry, I didn't pay for the limo, I didn't mm. pay for dinner, didn't pay for drinks, 750 bucks, and I flew back the same day. <laughs> God damn. Oh, man. Loved it. That's fantastic. Well, that's a good story. So the cummerbunders come off poorly. The jackets are off both men. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. You can hear the slaps here. Yeah. Look at those red shoes, man. Cornette's red shoes, yes. Oh, what? Paulie. Look out. Flying elbow okay. drop. Yeah, it didn't work. Good try. <laughs> I love how he just picks him up and gives him a Jim Cornette an F5. That would be fantastic. <laughs> just spins him around. Bang. Yeah. <clears throat> you see that lady in the red there? She's got an old uh, flash camera that actually takes the photo and then the ca- and the actual photo develops, comes out. Oh, old the school. old Polaroid printout ones. Like yep. you have to shake and blow on it to get the picture, yeah. Shake and blow on it. Yep, that's right, guys. Sorry. <laughs> All about the broadcast here. Oh, man. Wow. Paul Lee. Selling the fans it. are loving it, though. You think it was? Is that crowd being pumped in? Is that noise being pumped no, in? No, I'm taking it, really. You can see they're all on their feet on the side there when you did the big No, ride. they're all sitting there with their arms crossed. No, huh? on the right side, Al, before. Okay, sure. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Very mean to me. Oh, there we go. We've got some people cheering. Yeah, told you. Yeah. Well, so sorry, Tom. Shut up. Love you. Say it. No. Eat a dick. What? Again? <laughs> what? I don't want it. I think it's probably the first time I've seen Paul, Paul Lee with all my times of knowing him shirtless, being a shirtless wonder. It's my Off third the ropes. time, I think. Ah, so. uh, look at that. <laughs> what? Well, there was that time in New York. What are you talking about? Uh, He's got more cocaine. The powder didn't work. I'll use the cocaine this time. This will knock his ass out. (laughs) (laughs) With these white briefs on. Oh, kicks it up in the face. (laughs) And gets himself, though. Jim's still got hit. Yeah, the crowd is actually... Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. man. Baby blue. (laughs) That's it. Ring the bell. And just runs. Go, go, go. Oh, man. And the fans loving it, though. They are loving it. Look at that kid with the red. There's a kid down there with a red cap who's cupping his ears. He is, too, on the bottom side. Look at him. This is like... And I've noticed that, too. There's a lot of families there tonight, too. Yeah. Well, this was that era. This was, you know, pre-attitude era where it's around, you know, you can bring the partner, you can bring the kids. It's a family experience. Come and have a good show. See some good wrestling. Have a laugh. And then it, what? Ooh, smashing the phone, yeah. Spits on it and spits on it and holds up that one. Jimmy. Well, Jimmy's what? Been in three of our shows. It was the uh, Capital Combat. Also the uh, TNA last month as the, what, the general manager or I think they'll call him D- Director of Authority was his yes. storyline going through there. Yeah, here we go. Watch this, watch this. Whoosh. Hoya! Just punts it in the face. Oh, oh, 
I love to actually Paul slap himself in the face too to f- have the effect. Yeah. No, not my pants, not my pants. <laughs> We've also covered a similar match on this was our Raw Roulette, which was the paddle on a pole uh, that we covered last year, guys. Uh, what, Trish versus Stacy? Yes. Gary Hart. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. uh... It looks like Captain Spaulding have the, uh, um, what's it called? The Rob Zombie, um, oh, the, the three killers, what are they, what are they called? Oh, that's going to, it's going to bother, bother me. Look at that beard too. That's kind of weirdly shaped, isn't it? Because he's usually a goatee. You don't, you trim the sides. He's kind of kept the side, mm-hmm. but he's trimmed the sideburn. Like yeah. a goatee like Austin would have, would, you know, have the mustache and the, and the chin. And shaved the sides, but he's kind of shaved the side, but kept... I've never seen a beard like that. Looks like he's got piercings on his ears, but it's just the lighting. Look at that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Devil's Rejects. That's who he looks ah, like. Ah, yeah. He Captain passed Spot. away, didn't he, that guy, didn't he? He yeah. did, sadly. After the day, um... Oh. We're going to... We're back. The crazy Kevin Sullivan. Look at him. We've had Kevin Sullivan on our show a few times too. Well, I watched this last night, and one thing that jumped out for me, and I never really thought of it until I went, wait a minute, that does, does look similar. Mike Rotunda and the Christopher Newinski gimmick. You know, mm-hmm. when he was doing the Harvard gimmick, it's almost the same exact look that he was doing for his short time that he was there. That's what the Varsity Club was. Yeah. Well, interesting note here about this. Um, this was the last time the Varsity Club were used as a partnership like this until 1999. Mm. Yeah, 10 years, which was Starcade 99 that we covered on our show, where what they turned on, who was it? Jim Duggan, I Hexel. think it was. H- yeah. Against the and I think it was it was Rotunda and um, I think Sullivan in that matchup. I think it was Rick in, was, was Rick in that matchup too? Yes, it was. Rick Rick yeah. And Kamala won a layer. Yep. Also, was it Leah Meow in ECW? That's what. Yeah, that's what. Oh. oh, look at this bloodhound. Oh, no, I don't, I don't want to. I'm scared. That's like Cody's dog. Yes. <laughs> Remember the, the AEW show? No, I ain't coming out. That was scary that moment. They shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Side note, too, also with Scott Steiner, this is the match that he just had trunks on. You know how Steiner would always wear the suspender look? This match, he just no. has trunks when he competes. Yeah. Yeah. Watch when the jacket comes off, he's just got trunks on. We're so yeah, used to seeing just... Steiner wearing pants, shorts, or the actual suspender look when he was doing the Steiner Brothers. And who have we got there with him? Is this uh, Missy Hyatt? Yes. Well, look out, yes. Tommy. Look out. Someone, is someone going to clean up the powder? He doesn't say that he quickly broom that, or what's going on here? Yeah. Now, watch Probably this here. Look, watch this. Now, look, no hands, right? No hands. But now, watch Rick Steiner's chair shot to Sullivan, right? I'll put my hands up first, yeah. I'm like, hold on, you chair shot a dude with no hands, but you put your hands up. <laughs> now, this is pretty much this year. Oh, oh God's sake. No cup on there, too. Is yeah. this a Texas Tornado match? Texas Tornado. This is known for... Just, it's a lot of stuff happening all at once. It's pretty short, but this is also Sullivan being a bit nuts on the side, similar to the ECW show we did where he ran around the ring and almost attacked the camera people. Look here, look, he's got a table there. Look, pull the table that, up, let's grab some chairs. That's the timekeeper's table. 
Oh. But I don't believe it was like a no-DQ Texas Tornado. It's on the books as a Texas Tornado match. I always thought Texas Tornado were no disqualifications. Yeah, four minutes, 22 seconds this one goes for, so quite a quick one. It's actually the fastest match on the actual entire card. Can we have more of Missy Hyatt, please? (laughs) I watched one of the shows recently. I think it was Super Bowl uh, 1, where you had Mm -hmm. Fujinami take on Ric Flair. Mm. Missy Hyatt on that card was like a backstage interviewer. Yes. And there's a thing where she's going backstage into the men's locker room to interview yes. them. And they yes. must have gone into the showers to see the Z-Man. And you're like, yes. this could not be done today. Nope. This is not nope. being done today. And I think she ends up seeing, um, what's his name? One of the Blackjack Mulligan, I think. Yeah, he calls her a heifer. No? Yeah, Stan, oh, Stan Henson. Stan Henson. Jumps up with his tobacco hanging out the mouth. Get out of here, you heifer. We don't yeah. allow women in here. Yeah, there she is. That's, she's awesome. And then there was that awkward promo that I shared a few months ago on Twitter of um, what, when Eric Bischoff was doing. I think it was the Lethal Lottery. And they go to introduce all the men in the match. And it's what? Uh, Magnum T.I. Magnum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bischoff and Hyde are standing there like this with the yeah. mics and looking around like, we don't know what I meant to say. Oh. Oh, man. That was after Magnum had his car accident. So he had yeah. the broken arm. That's how he's actually got it written into his actual uh, wrestling attire. Love it. Uh. And what Sullivan, he's appeared in a few of our shows. He was what, the Dungeon of Doom from our October Halloween Havoc 1995 show. I think he turned up with uh, Mick Foley, didn't he? One of our Clash of Champions. Uh, Cactus Jack. Yep. Ooh, and the Steiner brothers definitely have. Yeah, many uh, shows. Because we are, I would have to say, you and I secretly look at the Steiner brothers, and they're real brothers too, yep. just like you and I are. Well, actually, we covered their breakup on one of our older shows we did. It was a bummer. I think like three years ago was the Super Brawl 8. Yes, it was. It was what the Outsiders against the Steiners and Scott turned on Rick and joined the NWO. Yep. Lots of double pinfalls tonight. In this match, Come on! Right? I was counting heat one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Looks like Missy and um, got that Aquanet in her hair. Oh my Look god! Look oh my... you see that? Oh. <laughs> Sunset flip and just multiple headbutts to the groin. And Kevin Sullivan liked he was selling it hard. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Jesus, what the? Oh. And they collided heads then. Steiner That's the thing. This was also during that Whoa. time period where they end up doing that storyline where what Rick Steiner and Missy Hyatt were going to be together in one of the storylines. Yeah. And it led to, I think it was like Great American Bash, where it was like Paulie Dangerously and Arn Anderson against Rick Steiner in a two-on-one handicap match. Yep. Whoop. Back Jeez. Got some height there. Uh, I'm trying to think where I saw Sullivan last, because I think he did some stuff with MLW, but I also think he was with TNA. That's a banana chair. Why is there a banana chair in the ring? Yep. Yep. That's a real fan chair. We want to make it interactive. Yeah. Lay down. Oh. Oh. Nice work. Oh, look out. Okay. Here we go. This is a pretty interesting pinfall. Watch this. Cross body. Oh. a, A dual pin. Here we go. Count it. Here we go. With the powder flying up, too. Hey, you know what? That would be our manoeuvre right there. If you and I are a tag team, yep, 
yeah, you jump to the top. I'll hold him. You fall on him. One, two, three. Hope for the best. With my tasselly pants and you with your Andre look. Well, pretty much what um, Rick Stein is wearing there. That's that's my get up. Jesus, Missy. Good Lord. Here we got, we got uh, what? Uh, <laughs> Sting <laughs> defending his TV total. Who, who is this? Who's this Ed, with the... It's Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> oh, Eddie Gilbert, nice. I was going to say some fan. Like, I just like to watch uh, NASCAR. <laughs> I'm just... Sting's friend. He invited me in. Yeah, hot stuff Eddie Gilbert in Sting's corner because Muda has Gary Hart and Eddie Gilbert's going to be in Sting's corner. I've got to be serious. I can't concentrate. I've got to take on Muda. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he lets out a scream as he leaves. We've been sitting here. We've been doing a lot of cocaine. We uh, drank some beers. And uh, I think Sting's a bit more focused on uh, being the Muda. Yeah. Okay. He's got Muda's got a, he's got the 49ers right here on my hat. But he got Captain Spaulding in in the Great Muda's corner, and I like NASCAR. Thank you very much. I'm hot stuff. Eddie Gilbert. And he actually passed away at 33 years old. El, how crazy is that? That's oh, too sad. Mm. That's younger than I, you and me. Yeah, I I, I, I oh, couldn't hear the gong. Here we go. The second gong. <laughs> yeah, I heard this. It's like where's the gong? Now, this so is I pretty cool. There's, there's some really good flashy no. entrances tonight. I would say that. Yeah. Remember that time when you thought the great Muda was Shinsuke Nakamura? I, I just said he had a similar look to him. You tell me with the red pants. I was just, oh, he's like Shinsuke. He's like Shinsuke. The look, what he was wearing in the ring. That's okay. what I meant. Sure. It just happens to be they're from, you know, an Asian country. But I just thought they looked alike. That's all I said. Would you maybe like the, a shower? Maybe the pants. Shut up. I'm still and stuck hand, in here, damn it. Alan, dig up, stupid. The Pearl of the Orient. The Great Did you say that today? Orient? I don't, well, there was one. Oriental? Orient, the Oriental. No, well, they didn't say Oriental. It's the Pearl of the Orient. You did have the Orient yeah, Express. But can you say that? I wouldn't. No. no. We probably shouldn't, so... I would like to stop talking about it. <laughs> I'd like to talk about Sting. Here he comes. So number seven tonight, guys, for us to have Sting on the card. Yes. We've had the Crow. We've had the Little Stingers. We've had his final match in WCW. We've had him in the WWE for WrestleMania. I loved it that that was actually our first uh, match that we covered in the um... – no, it wasn't the first match we covered – in our WrestleMania, it was our second last because the main event of our first WrestleMania episode was the tag team match with AJ Lee and Paige. <laughs> it just happened to fall in the middle of the show that that's a good time to do. The end of the show is to end that tag match. So Perfect. That was the main event in my eyes. <laughs> the main event of part one was that tag match. Mm-hmm. Didn't need to go to part two. No, Look this kid. Match Look here... at that kid. This is 8 minutes 40, and this is the one where the fans do... They, there's a bit of a divide. Nice. Now, Muta's the heel, Sting's the face, but throughout this match, and again, it goes back to the what Muta's doing, what the fans like. The aerial athlete, the ground game, they like that. And that's what was the... I think he was actually getting Ooh. over here, and the plan was they didn't want him to get over. 
they wanted him to be a heel, but this is the time where I think they were a little bit like, well, what do we do with Muta? And he ended up becoming a face later on because it's like, hold on, that's getting over. They like him as an actual good guy. Well, let's just do the flip. Let's just do it. Can someone get the powder out of the ring? Yeah, so Eddie Gilbert, so he was the, the head booker of ECW. I think yes, it was, was. this was just before Paul Lee took over in around 94, 95. Um, but he actually passed away, as I said, Alan, earlier on February 1995. Oh. That was the, the cross-body over from one ring to the other. Look at the crowd. Yeah, so he died of a heart attack in 95. So he's 33, man. They reckon it could have been an accidental death caused by use of painkillers uh, and oh. also a heart condition he also had as well. So um, so championships in NWA, he was a Mid-South Tag Team Champion, Tri-State Tag Team Champion, also Tag Champ with Sting in the UWF, which is where Sting was there, I think, with the Warrior for a little bit. The Dingo Warrior? And the great muter, I actually don't think we've ever had a muter in terms of a one-on-one matchup of him actually competing. This is the first one tonight, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at him go. Look at oh. that. He, listen to the fans. They're cheering it. Oh, he didn't. Non-sell. Non-sell. I like oh, the little yeah. scorpion on Sting's mask. That's pretty cool. On his face paint. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, crossbody from the inside out. Now, I was watching actually um, the NWO on Starcast on Fight the other day, and they were talking mm. with you know Scott Hall talking about Sting and how mm. the actual face paint evolved. And he mm-hmm. said one day we were just backstage in the you know the change rooms there, and Sting's in the mirror, and he's like, "Oh, so Sting, you you're doing the makeup tonight?" And he goes, "Yeah." You're still doing that surface stuff? He goes, "Yeah." And he's <laughs> oh, okay. And he goes. <laughs> Have you ever seen The Crow or all of The Crow? He goes, no, nah, I've never heard of it. He goes, you haven't? He goes, how about this? Make your face white and maybe try. And he ended up finding a picture and said, maybe try this tonight. And that's how The Crow Sting ended up coming out. Because that was the time when Sting dyed his hair brown. That's right. Or stopped bleaching. I think no, he actually he stopped bleaching it because it was wrecking his hair. And then he went his natural brown and then grew it out. And then The Crow was born. So You can actually look right here. Stinger actually does, yeah, the peroxide in the hair is not as blonde. Oh, oh. That's pretty. He lands right on his feet. Just starts punching him. She's done a ricochet flip. Come on, Sting. No. This is. Because this was big in the, back in the day, wasn't it? It was just huge of just watching guys do maneuvers like this. Mm. Well, I would say Sting and Pillman were those really aerial guys that we could wrestle on the ground, do some mat based stuff, but also jump up top rope, go inside out. Yeah, everyone's um, doing that now. But the wrestling that we watch now, well, you watch, I uh, pick up on things that are going on. Everyone's doing air-flying manoeuvres and, oh, oh. And even the big guys are. Like, do you think in this time the big dudes wouldn't be doing that? Big dudes be big dudes. Where you look at guys like Keith Lee, Donovan Dijak, like they're very good aerial guys that are using that top rope, using those ropes to leap up, do the power manoeuvres. And, you know, this time you wouldn't be seeing that a lot. That's right. So Muter, I think, I know I watched a recent show that he did. He was actually, he main evented one of the TNA Bound for Glory shows a couple of years ago. Yeah. They actually decided to do a Bound for Glory, which is TNA's version of WrestleMania, actually in mm-hmm. Japan for the first time ever. And he actually main evented the show in a match against James Storm. Cowboy. What year? What year? Um, 2020 now. I think it was 2014, I believe. 
I watched it on the. I only just watched that match because I wanted to see how he was going back then. He looks still very healthy. You know, kept betting very good. I remember his tension. Oh, remember the partnership with look Vampiro, this. the Vampiro team up. He did that in WCW '99, I think, when he came back. Two thousand. Yeah. But you he never did anything with you... WWE, though, did he? No, you hear the crowd? Muta, Muta. Yeah. So Love he's it. the heel, and they get, they're going over. Oh. So he's had almost close to 12 wrestling names. The Black Ninja, the Great... So that's the thing. When he first joined uh, the NWA, JR called him the wrong name when he mm-hmm. first debuted. He called him the Great Moto, is yep. what he called him, and he was actually known as that. So the people are like, is it Moto or is it Muta? Which is like, you know, Ultimate Dragon. It's like, is it Ultimate Dragon or Ultimo Dragon? So you can watch those old nitros and actually hear Shivani say, here comes the Ultimate Dragon. Mm-hmm. And it's actually pronounced um, Ultimo Dragon. And it's funny how you brought up Shivani's name. Um, Conrad and Tony have covered this show on uh, What Happened When as well. Yeah, I think I did some research when we first announced this thing, and I wonder who else has done it. And you can simply go on like Apple iTunes and type this in, hmm. and it literally loads up other podcasts that have actually done this show before. And I thought, oh, well, you know, what happened when has done it and some other podcasts that I've never heard of before, but thought I might well, check him out and have well, a listen. It's a, so. it's, a, it's a good night of wrestling. I'm not going to lie, this is actually a really, really well-done pay-per-view. Mood is holding the top right. Come on, ref. Interesting thing, it says here, Muda is most famous for taking part in a match which was generally considered one of the most bloodiest professional wrestling matches of all time against Hiroshi Hussey, leading to the creation of the Muta scale, which rates the bloodiness of matches native to his one-point value. We Ooh. might have to do that match, I think, one time. Yes, please. He's also, this, oh, that's why. So, Wrestle One, which is the company that he was the owner and founder of, Yes. They're the one that partnered with TNA yes. to be bound for glory. So that's why they would have done it over there in Japan. Bring your talent, our talent, and we'll do a bit of an exchange program. Yes, so they did quite a lot of that, didn't they? A lot Especially of with... yeah. Well, the last few years, a lot of partnerships with other promotions to trying to build their talent and talent share. And didn't they was it in the mid early two thousands? And I think it's like early two thousand tens. They did some stuff with New Japan. Is that right? They did a bit of uh, talent exchange with the IW. This was the um, New Japan Pro Wrestling with the IWGP yep. tags and also junior tag. So I think the Motor City Machine Guns feuded with uh, No Limits for the junior tag belts and the British Invasion beat the Dudleys or Team 3D to actually win the New Japan uh, heavyweight tag belts. But that's actually not acknowledged by New Japan. No. Because that title change wasn't approved. For no. them to win the belts. So they still recognize Team 3D as champions, even though Invasion actually had the belts. So Muta left. So his tenure in WCW is only one year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he debuted in March of this year in 1989. Gary Hart brought him in as the son of the great Kabuki, who the great Gary Hart managed years earlier. Mm-hmm. He went on to defeat Cougar J in his debut match and then feuded with the likes of Ric Flair, Lex Luger and Sting <gasps> over the TV title. Did you see that? What was it? The red oh, mist, the mist. Yes. into Nick Patrick's face. Now, this goes pretty quick here. Like, after this mist spot, which just occurred, 
we're kind of getting to the where it starts to get a bit fuzzy. This ending here, I don't know if it's a communication barrier, but it's known for even when JR's trying to recap it, people are like, "Wait a minute, this doesn't really make sense." Because Tommy Young jumps in now, mm-hmm. so there's Muter. And watch this, hits it clean. Now look, count it: one, two, three. Interesting shoulder should have already happened. Yeah, but he should have already won that. Okay, but here the fans see the fans wanted that because mm-hmm. he would have been, he would have won clean. Here comes Gilbert. Look at the shoes there of Tommy Young. Got off like athletic runners on. Here yeah, we go. Nice, huh? There's the bridge. Watch the bridge by Sting. But shoulders He's up. He's got the shoulder up. So JR's trying to sell it now. Huh. So because Sting initiated the move and the positioning of where Tommy Young was, Sting has announced the winner and retains the TV championship at 8 minutes 40, guys, here on our match number 6 of the card. But it's not over, though, because this does continue more. You see the anger of Gary Hart and Muta. And now they're talking with you. See, Gary Hart grabs the belt and gives it to Muta. And watch the fans. Look, they're cheering and clapping. Yeah, there are some pockets, but there's a lot of people up the front row who are just like, ah, no. When they go through the crowd, too, they don't go through the backstage area. Now, I think the belt would go back to Sting, because, again, he did actually win the matchup, but actually Muda did go on to win the belt in September. So a month later, he won the belt from Sting, becoming the NWA television champion. This is when the the Muto had his, uh, uh, well, there's a bullshit chant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this is when uh, sorry, Muda had like an undefeated streak, wasn't it? Yes, and that's then, right. And then at the Battle Bowl or, or something, he lost it to Ric Flair. It was his first loss in America. Yeah, I'm trying to think. That might have been this year, but it might have been a different year. Uh, let me have a look. So he lost the TV title to Arn Anderson in January of 1990. That was edition mm-hmm. of Power Hour. After some time out of the Clash of Champions 10, he then would return to New Japan Pro Wrestling, going between his real name and his muted gimmick, as he pleased. Mm-hmm. He would then come back and do the NWA Japan in 1996, which was the uh, the offshoot by uh, what Chono that was going on there with the NWA group. All right, guys. Let's make it's, it Le- it's Lex A. Oh. I love Lex Luger, man. Sexy Lexi. I love Lex. You would. Do you know what would make Lex better? You put him with Buff Bagwell. That's all I ask. <laughs> Did, didn't they do that? Yeah, totally buff. Yeah. Yeah. They also retired Goldberg and Sarge in a tag match. And then the Nitro, they had a uh, they had a, a funeral. Bur- they had a funeral for him, and it was a jackhammer inside the, the oh, coffin. Man. That was Ric Flair's what magnificent seven team that he had. Do, do do that. Do the do the motion. So what's happening is the personal rivalry. The NWA officials have stated that this match is no disqualification. That's right. So he's saying though, I don't agree to that. I'm the champion. I have yep. everything to lose in this match. That's right. And if this match is going to be no DQ, I'm actually not going to compete. Mm-hmm. So unless you know uh, Steamboat and the officials declare it a single one-on-one contest for the United States title, I will not compete tonight. So it's in Ricky's court now. 
stop having the booby face. Move on, Luger. Now, this is pretty cool. This is a bit of a nice uh, showcase entrance here. So we have the uh, the wife and also, I think, the child oh. of uh, Steamboat. Yeah. I think this right. is his third wife because he's been married five times now. Steamboat. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. No, I think the I think that's Ricky. I think that's actually his son that actually competed in WWE for mm-hmm. a short time. He's actually had to retire mm-hmm. uh, in the last few years. Look, Tom, he has a dragon. And I just yeah. I laugh because this is really cool. But you watch when the dragon comes down to the rampway. He's literally has like a suit on that they've zipped up and double tied up around his chest. Yeah. Like when and they would have like women burlesque dancers would have the string tied at the back. Ooh. He's got one of those on his chest here. With the leather, look at it. This is my pet dragon. What is that? Is that a... I think it's it's a Komodo. Yeah. Komodo ah, dragon. It's a Komodo dragon, baby. What this crowd needs, ladies and gentlemen. I love the soundtrack. The... Listen to that soundtrack, man. Is to you to come out with a dragon. So we've seen dogs and we've seen lizards tonight. Yep. Ooh. That's like that tweet I put up a few weeks ago. Like, man, is it too much to ask in wrestling to get animals again? And I have, what, Scott Steiner with the uh, the, the tiger and also Big Josh with the two bears yeah. <laughs> to the ring. Can't do that today, man. Well, they're balancing hard there. I felt bad for those bears because they're, yeah. like, walking on two feet. They look so uncomfortable. Their heads are darting side to side. And Josh is like, all right, hold them tight. Here we go. You're right, boys. You're right. You're right. Take them. Please take them. Yeah. <laughs> you see the zip? Look underneath. See the string on the yeah. chest of the Komodo? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Well, this actually would be his last match, I think, in NWA. This was one of his last big feuds before he became the Dragon in uh, WWE. So is that a Bonnie? Is that his, his partner's name? Bonnie Steamboat? Uh, let me have a look, because I was doing a bit of a reading about him yesterday. Mm. Let me load up my notes. So, yeah, as I said, Alan, he's been married five times, and he's, this wife here would have been his, uh, his third wife, which was, yeah, Bonnie Haskins is her name. Mm-hmm. They were Supposedly, together from 1995, and then they split in the, about a couple of years later. Supposedly, she was, she, uh, she told him what to do, and he went, yes, dear, no problem. No, yeah. it's just, now, bask in this awesome entrance. Look at that. Spinning around on the podium. Jacked up. Look at it. The guitar rocking out. I love it. Look at him. Oh, turn it, Mike. Yeah, a bit more. Yeah, that's uh, it. No, I want everyone to see my ass. Look, look there's, there's the Hogan pose. Look at that. Now, people are actually saying, with the change of the United States Championship, some people were saying online they can see it a little bit in this belt. You know, looking at the old, you know, NWA, WCW United States title. And on the talk, the US belt, my favorite, though, one is the WCW one that Goldberg had. That big, solid gold belt, American flag in the center. Love that belt. Look at this. Get, no, no one touched me. No one touched me. Well, we covered uh, when he wrestled at Capital Combat, he was US champion. When he took on Sting. Oh, no, uh, Ric Flair for the uh, yes. world title in the steel cage. Well, this is his, the Narcissus, he was known as. Yeah, yeah. 
the total package. This was total package. He was the narcissist yes. um, later in 1990s. Yep. When he came back and had the mirror in the ring and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I would have that kind of Terminator style, flash, you know, lighting yeah. entrance showing his back, his triceps, biceps. That was your and, jerk off. That was your jerk off time, wasn't it? Oh, when they showed the glutes, it was on. I I, I nutted hard. Oh, Luger, right? Cool. Where's Buff coming out? I want to see. You. I want to see Luger with the Buff hat on. Oh, <laughs> with the <laughs> the hat. Walk up the rampway, flex again. I love it. Just just rewinding. When the WWE Network first hit, that's all you did. Yep. <clears throat> is that Doug Dillinger there? Uh, on the uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. A very young and not fat. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. So he's saying, well, he's, he's not going to do it. If you don't make it a singles contest, he's not going to wrestle. Well, it says he was with Bonnie until uh, 2003. So that was, again, 18 years together. Yeah, she wouldn't let him leave the house. That's why. He then married his fourth wife, Claudia Sapkowski, in 2004, divorced in 2012, and then Did married you... his fifth wife, Sandy McAllister, in 2017. Did you see the sign? Sexy Lexi? Oh, look out. Mm-hmm. So he's agreed to it. So Stanbate said, fine, let's just do it then. One-on-one contest. We'll, we'll scrap the no-DQ rule as long as I get a title shot. Bloody Luger, you're a pussy. That's what you are, mate. Alone. <laughs> a big, stinky, ugly pussy. Guess back. Let me get in. I must. Is the cameraman good to get in the ring? Because that's what, he looks very Dutch, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Yes. So, if he did, no, no, no. <laughs> yes. If someone just showed you him and said, where do you think he's from? If you didn't know he was American, you'd probably go, yeah, Dutch, I reckon, Netherlands. Yeah. Man, look at him. He's so big there, too. I look at that and I go, I could have done something with my life, but I didn't. I decided to be fat. <laughs> and I'm very happy being fat. I'm happy with my body. It, you know, it gets me where I'm going today. But I could have done something. I could have looked like that one time, but I decided not to. I could have looked like a sexy Lexi, but I decided not to. I decided just, to look like an Arnold Anderson. You know, burgers taste good. Pizza mm-hmm. tastes good. And that's... I decided, <laughs> yeah. So to think, already by this time period, what Steinbeck was in the WWE, was a former IC champion, former mm. NWA champ, had his three matches against Flair. You know those classics that what Wrestling Observer got what five stars for multiple times mm. in different matches. Mm. Mm-hmm. And as I said again, like this was he only wrestled what this main one he was his last match, and he ended up leaving at the end of this year, and he went back to New Japan for one year for a short time. Mm-hmm. And then was back in WWF in 1991, where he came back as the Dragon. Interesting mm-hmm. too, when he came back in February too, it's almost like they didn't acknowledge that he was another character. It's like they may have said, "Oh yes, he's been here before," but they kind of were trying to say, "Well, there's Ricky Steamboat, and then there's the Dragon. The Dragon isn't Ricky Steamboat. It's a different character, blowing fire, coming out with you know different entrances, but it's not the same guy that was happening before." That's right. Ooh. So give us a time cue, Tom. So I am at one, two, three, four, five. One, two, Very three, nice. four, seven now. Very nice. So we're about, yeah, halfway point, guys. It's been a great show so far. Very good show, man. Good choice. Good choice. And also what Steamboat was on our um, TNA show that we covered, TNA Pay-Per-View 1. He was the referee in the Gauntlet for the Gold. 
Yes, yes, he was. I saw you. You were thinking that you went. I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, well, I'm glad you said TNA one. You didn't say um, the most previous podcast. I I have no memory of him being at the Slam Virtuary. Where is he? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh my god! It was a hiccup, and a. I'm back in a sec. And I'm like, is he is he vomiting or is he just drawn to the toilet? What's this guy oh. doing? I had to take a piss. I drank so much that night. It was ridiculous, man. It was in out. It was in out. Is what I noticed. Disgusting. What, what were you disgusting. drinking? It was whiskey and ginger ale. What were you having? Just having um, Canadian Club. But I noticed at one point you were drinking them straight. It was. You had a glass at one point. I had no ice. You had it. And I just saw you drinking. I'm like, there's no ale in that. That's just no, a straight one. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell. Yep. No, no, dumb. Really dumb on my behalf. What, you decided to stick to what, to, to the energy drinks tonight, Al? I have. I have indeed. I'm behaving myself. And uh, talking about energy drinks, guys, I want to give a shout-out to another great sponsor. We are talking about Rogue Energy. So Rogue Energy is a healthy energy and focus supplement created by overpowered labs. Our zero-calorie... No sugar formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-free canned energy drinks and sodas. We designed this product for those with active lifestyles, for the people who need better performance out of their energy drinks. When you choose Rogue Energy, you are choosing great taste, elite energy, and unparalleled mental function all wrapped up in one healthy drink. Now, guys, we actually have a special uh, promotional code for the broadcast today. If you actually use the promotional code 2702, you get 10% off all your purchases at rogueenergy.com. That, again, is 2702 at rogueenergy.com. Luger is yelling at this guy on the ground with the singlet. It is fantastic. <laughs> Did you see my gorilla press slam? Did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For now on, Luger's Dutch. On the broadcast, every uh, time Luger's on our show, Did you see my lift? I watched oh, me lift. Man. He's so oiled up. He is, too. How old is Luger now? Good question. I was going to say, where is he? He's going Lex to be in Luger his... is 62 years of age now. So he's only two years younger than our father. Yes, that's right. Thinking about that now. Yeah, but um, Luger doesn't look like this now, does he? No, that's more. This is Luger taken earlier this year. That's a picture there of him, Al. Yep. That's where we go back you, in. Do, you do remember on the podcast, right? Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna. How am I gonna show the picture digitally, Al? In it through the ear. Through the ear. No, oh, shut up. Through the ear. Look at this. Well, look. You're up. <laughs> you look like Terry Funk. So it says here Lex Luger had different names. He was called Lex Lunga. Was another mm-hmm. name he had. Lex Lunga. Lex Luger. The Luger. The narcissist and the total package. I remember we, we covered, uh, what was it, the total package against Sting at Starcade 99 with that baseball bat shot. Remember that? <laughs> By Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> and we were like, oh, shit, yeah, he's down. Yeah, he's hurt. Miss Elizabeth. The, the baseball shot hit Sting clear on the chin. He just drops like a bag of potatoes. And then I think Luger grabs a chair, puts Sting's arm in it, hits it, and Sting no sells because he's yeah. out. And he's like, yep. Yeah, all right, let's get out of here. Come on, come on, Elizabeth, let's go. But it's one of the worst shots, and just you and I are just like, yeah, well, he's down. Oh, Tommy Young's like, I'm out of here, don't touch me. 
No, dude, you be nice to me, okay? I'm telling you, oh, okay? Power slam. One, two. Come on. How many matches have we got left, Tommy? Uh, we only have two left now. We Excellent. have the, So this is actually where I got up to on the show last night. I didn't end up watching the whole thing. I got to the end of this matchup. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I, I was watching a Lex Luger match. I got halfway into it, and then I, something happened, and I had to go to bed. I got tired. Yeah, I know what happened, Tom. I know what, I know what that means. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's happened. Uh, it's... Oh, lying down to bed. Going to be a good show tomorrow. Going to see him again. Can't wait for it. Mm. <laughs> Your wife looks over, oh. right over there. Shh, go to bed. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast tomorrow. Lex Luger's again. I'm out the room. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> I, I want a oh, Okay, sure. Oh, my God. Uh, that's a great net breaker. Well, was it? I thought Luger was going to throw him over the top rope and hit him in, take him to the top. Uh, and F your neck. Whoa, look out. Whoa, look out. You keep thinking that there's no gate there. Like, you're waiting for him to go up into the audience from that camera I'm, shot. I, I'm loving the crowd tonight. The crowd looks like they're having a lot of fun. Security's beefed up a lot more than I've yeah, just noticed. Are. Yeah. <laughs> yep. More big dudes with uh, yellow T-shirts and big titties. <laughs> and tight tees as well. Tight, tight yellow tees. Tight yellow tees for the titties. Yeah, I said those. I think I briefly touched on it before about yeah, Ricky Steamboat Jr., uh, which is his son that actually competed. Um, I think it was NXT for a short time. Got hurt. And I was actually reading something about yeah, he's the young fella. Uh, mm-hmm. Where is it here? Yeah, so he was born in 1987. Was in NXT. I think it was 2013. But it says here about his release. Where was it here? Um. Yeah, his final televised match after suffering a back injury, which forced him to require surgery, more than a year later, Ooh. in December 2013, it was reported that blood had re- had been released from his contract. This was contradicted by later reports, which stated he remained under contract. However, in 2015, his father stated that due to the injury and subsequent surgery, he was unable to wrestle again. Yep. It's what crazy. an awesome last name that he has. Yeah. Blood. Ricky Blood. Yeah. Richard, Richard Blood Jr. Yeah. Tom Blood. It just sounds weird. Alan Blood. No. <laughs> Alan Bloody. That would be me. I go Bobby Blood. Sounds like a wrestler's name. Bobby Blood. BB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. I really went to BB Brapper Bush. Oh, great oh, hair time there. Did Very you see nice. him leap? And he actually works for WWE now, um, Ricky Steamboat, as an agent backstage. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, he came back and did that match with Jericho and the Legends. Remember that one was what? Snookerfly, Flair. They took on Jericho in that three-on-one handicap match at a WrestleMania. And oh, yeah. then he stayed on after being inducted into the Hall of Fame and works backstage now. Oh, 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 God. It's almost like they forgot there's another ring there. <laughs> like You're not going yeah. outside, you're going into another ring. Yeah, yeah I'll, just have a, I'll just double-check what he's actually doing in WWE, if they've stated his role. Yeah, he's a WWE ambassador, is his title. Um, ambassador. Yeah. Sounds very royal, that does. 
On February 2019, an episode of Raw Steamboat, along with special guests Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, and Sting, appeared during the main event segment for Ric Flair's birthday. Yeah, that's when um, he chopped Seth Rollins. Yep. And then Batista attacked Ric Flair. Yeah, just dragged him by his neck, by a tie. Give me what I want! (laughs) Oh, here we go. Watch this. Now, remember, the DQ will be against Steamboat if he does the chair shot. Now, that was done by Luca to himself, right? That's fantastic. There's no bell ringing. Look at the crowd. Look at the crowd. That's fantastic stuff. Don't do it. Don't you dare. There you go. That's it. Ring the bell. Look at that. You know, good on Luca. He's selling that well. Yeah. And as we know, belts do not change hands by a DQ. Your champion is still Lexi. Sexy Lexi. <laughs> Who's coming? Anyone coming oh, down? Look at what the. No, oh. no, no, no. He he's all out. Oh. oh, three chair shots, four chair shots. Oh my god! Somebody stopped the day and match. That man's got a family. Yeah. Well, oh, that, maybe there's a, there's a kid there. <laughs> he was, that kid looks like he's having a great time. So that kid would probably be probably what more our age now. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, Sorry, watch, this, this is this is an iconic shot, right? Watch this here. When Luger gets away, I just love this shot. Listen to the crowd when Steamboat turns around. It's almost like a swan song. Watch this. Turns around. Here. I love that shot. Look at the crowd just screaming. And that was one of his final times in the promotion now. Very it would nice. have been over to WWE. And this is so. This is where I got to on the card yesterday. Yeah, yeah. and then pause and went to bed. Some I things slept, happened. I slept really well, surprisingly though. Thanks, Lex. Thank just you, don't, sexy Lexi. Just, just don't drive tweet me. Tweet me. Just tweet. <laughs> Can you tweet me? Tweet me back. Tweet me back, Daddy. So get this right. So we're at one hour thirty-four. So there's what just under just over an hour. We've only got two matches left. Yeah, man. And there's still That's like a, an hour left. War Games always goes for a long time, which is great. Well, War Games is twenty two eighteen, and Flair Funk is seventeen twenty three. Oh, looking forward to these two matches. Very good choice. I made a, I made myself an idiot talk, talking this up on the last episode. <laughs> oh. Great chair shots. Can I tell you a quick story while we're just waiting here? Oh, listen, it's story time with Tom. Here we go. Put put some music up. It's a story COVID time 19... Tom. <laughs> it's a COVID-19 story that I came across today. Oh, Jesus. Here we right. go. Get this, right? This is the this right. is from our home and native land and our state, all right? The state of Victoria. Yes. Right, just let me read this out to you. Late night KFC order proves undoing for party goers. All right. This mm-hmm. came from today's news, guys. A birthday party where two people ordered 20 KFC meals at 1.30 a.m. in Melbourne's outer southeast today was among the dozens of fines issued by police in the last 24 hours for COVID-19 breaches. Victoria Police Commissioner Shane Patton said 16 total infringements were handed out on the address in Dandenong costing the partygoers a hefty $26,000 for holding the illegal party. Now, this is how the story broke down. 
We had ambulance workers who were dining at a KFC in Dandenong after a shift, and while they were getting something to eat, they saw two people in there, and they were ordering 20 meals at 1.30 in the morning, coming and going, taking them to the car. They, they spoke to the KFC workers, who subsequently made the reports of the police. We got the registration number of the car, and we followed through and went to the address in Dandenong. It was a townhouse. When we went there, there was two people sleeping, but there were 16 other people hiding out the back and were sitting around covered with their KFC meals. <laughs> that is a ridiculous type of behaviour. It is an expensive night. This is a heck of a birthday party to recall. They will remember that one for a long time. Does someone say? Does someone say KFC? <laughs> I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> I could just imagine when the cops came in. That's what they probably said. <laughs> oh, KFC's here though. Yeah. Does someone say uh, KFC? And they're trying to offer the cops, the, but they're getting arrested and taken away and given fines. Zinger or a tender or whatever. No, nah, you get one of those stackers, man. Zinger <laughs> got stackers. Got a couple of wicked wings. You got a wicked wing. Well, how bad is that? Twenty-six thousand dollars, L. For KFC. Yep. Yeah. So Dandenong, Dandenong, man. Not too Come far on, from man. us. No. Come on. So Where's that news broke today at about two o'clock today. I heard that. Come on, people. Now look at our fabulous freebirds here. Mastery, Salanagi, oh, whoa, whoa. Um, I think I found a song for tonight too. Yep. What do you want? Mastery, Salanagi. You want their theme? Yes, please. We all took it. You and I both took a drink then. It was very quickly. So we got Jimmy what? Garvin, Michael Hayes, and Terry Gordy here. What are the Samoan boys doing? They're going. He, they're he being fight, savages. He, he's buying him. Yep. They're doing sav- They're doing the savage thing, aren't they? Yep. This is a very long promo. Well, they have an hour, so they gotta. You got fifteen more minutes. Keep cutting. There's a lot of yelling. This reminds me a lot of the old school, um, what oh, WCW, but... or WWE Survivor Series teams. You know, they would cut a promo before they would go out. Which we've done before. There's the lid on top, guys. What year did we do? 1990. Very nice. KFC, I can't believe that, man. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm hungry for KFC now, but I better not. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go get it or? I'll just Uber Eats it. Oh, man. But to think, you know, there's, we got, hey, look, even we're here at the house, we're chilling out playing games, having our rogue energy with our Triumph chairs, with our Luxie grips, with our Player One coffee. Let's get to KFC. I don't care. Oh, it's one thirty. Oh, no, we'll go quickly, eh? Come on, hop in the car. We'll go down. (laughs) Can I get 16 uh, Zinger boxes, please? Thanks very much. One, two. I'll come back for the other ones. Airbo workers going, what's going on over here? Call the cops. Oh, yeah, call them up. Oh, what the (laughs) hell? What the hell? Looks like Billy Gunn and um, George Valentine. Greg Valentine. Dr. Death, Steve. I still haven't recovered from getting hurt in the first match, but I'm all right. But I've done a lot of cocaine, and I'm feeling fine. I can't feel my teeth. I'm feeling great. Oh, man. Okay, are we just going to get a lot of promos here? Yeah. 
Well, they're still getting the cage ready. <laughs> Make sure it's sealed in. Oh, look how you like shavers, mate. Hello, boys. How are you? Yes. I like, your, I like what you've done with your hair. Whenever I say this, though, I just think of a drunk person saying, you know, wrestling's fake. And just seeing these two guys going, is it fake? Is it? Is this fake? Just punching their head off. Well, do you think wrestling's fake? I'm going to rip your eye out. Look at the animal, man. Look at the size of his shoulder. Look at that. Hmm. So if you look at their hair, so Hawk has what animal's missing. Yeah, remember they talked about that in yeah. uh, Dark Side of the Ring. So the, not only is it the Mohawk, which is the center, but his sideburns is what Hawk's missing. You think Sting did his uh, face paint? I would say. He got the, the, sting, the spider in the middle there. Say what he's got, the Gold's, Gold's yeah, Gym. Yeah, Gold's Gym and what? Is that California, I think it is? Yeah, it's owned by Sting and Luger. So many wrestlers were actually discovered in gyms in this timeline too. Just lifting weights. Hey, do you like wrestling? Have you done wrestling before? Oh, no, I don't know much about it. That's okay. We'll train you. Yeah. Well, they were just looking for big guys. This is back in the day when the big guys were a must. Yeah. It was a must, must to have them. But that's like wrestling, you know, it was around looking superheroic, superhuman. You know, we want guys that are, you know, like Andre the Giant. Mm -hmm. That that picture I sent today on our group chat, you know, him holding the beer can, the 12-ounce beer can. And his hand, like, he's holding the beer, and it's, like, sitting in his palm. Yeah, it's good that you're talking about stuff that, it's a podcast, Tom. What? You need to show people what we're talking about. How can I show them digitally? Twitter. I'm not tweeting anything. Oh, well, why? Streets of Look at Paul Foley. Look at him. Well, he's got, no, he's dressed up as, um, uh, as the um, as the freebird, Miami Vice here, just rocking him. Energy, yeah, whoa, whoa. I just always like the light jog that Michael Hayes and stuff. Just, it's just on the tips of the toes, light jog as he come out. I think we, we in the future we need to when everything calms down. Whoa. we're gonna we're gonna be um, Michael Hayes and uh, Bam Bam uh, for um, Halloween. You and I, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Any time, too. It'll be Halloween. All right, cool. Next show, you guys. <laughs> just, it'll just be for you and me. We just dress up as, as the Freebirds. <laughs> Aren't we doing a Twitch? Nah. nah. Aren't we doing Periscope? Nah. Nah. This is for us. So who can see it? Then? Oh, whoa, just, whoa. Just this us. Just, it's purely for us. And for everybody else. Every, F the listeners. <laughs> he doesn't mean that, guys. Yeah, I do. If you you don't like us, if now, you if you like us, side FU. thing, looking at the uh, the wild Samoans or the Samoan swap team, this isn't the same team that we had no. in Capital Combat. That was the Tongan kid and uh, Kishi. Is. This is now Samu, uh, <laughs> which is the other member of the team. Yes, um, who also was over there in World Wrestling Federation, WCW, and New Japan. What's and then doing? we Get had down. Fatu. Get down! Get off the cage! You hurt yourself. <laughs> the wall's still not connected properly. No, no. Right, do another pro. So, do you know that TNA had a match like this? Nope. So, TNA had a version like this. Instead of doing two uh, two dual rings, it was one Gee. ring. That up. And they called it Lethal Lockdown. And Lethal Lockdown would be either a four-on-four four or a five-on-five. Five, but it would be the old-fashioned. Instead of having everyone waiting at the ring, it would be two start the match. 
mm. and a coin toss that was done earlier, which usually is in the favor of the heel, someone would come out next after a time limit. Look at this, man. Yep. What the? Yeah. Why aren't they driving the bikes? You know, yeah. That would make that more intimidating. <laughs> Just gentle hands on the hips by Hawk um, there. Well, look, look at Animal. I don't need to hold him. <laughs> what do they call it when you're driving on the back of the bike like that? Do you know what it's called? What? Bitch. <laughs> so, but if you watch it, though, Animal the ultimate the hands... <laughs> No, no. The ultimate... The Warriors were sitting... We're sitting bitch on a bike, on a Harley. Uh, they should have been driving him. Well, sorry. Hawk, Hawk had the hands on the hips of the driver. I don't, I don't care. Animal had the shoulders and then let go and just sit hands on his hips to make it look yeah. like, I'm not touching well, this fellow. He's yeah. just driving me down. I'm just... Uh... They were sitting bitch on a bike. Oh, that man. took away the badassness. I'm sorry. So lethal lockdown, as I said, yeah, four on four or five on five. It was once everyone was in the ring, the actual roof would come down onto the top of the cage to keep it still. But inside the ring, there were weapons on there. Kendo sticks, trash cans, guitar if Jeff Jarrett was in there, a ladder. And it would be pinfall, pinfall or submission until one, it's only one time. There didn't have to be eliminations. But I was actually thinking about doing a lockdown. Sure. Since we're, since we're in lockdown, we should do a lockdown for TNA. So. <laughs> hey, Al, since we're in lockdown, why do we do lockdown? Oh, I've got an idea. Let's do TNA lockdown. You know, because... <laughs> because we're in lockdown, get it? It's yeah. the same word. TBK lockdown. We might get dressed up as our favourite wrestler. Do us do it for herself. Who is, who is this? You, you're uh, not Alan. Who are you? <laughs> I'm not Alan tonight. No, oh, man. Yeah, no, I was thinking that, though. We should do a TNA lockdown because it was like, there's only a few shows left in the year that we've got to cover in terms of now in December. And I thought, let's just choose some matches that TNA was known for. Let's do a King of the Mountain. Let's yeah. do the all-cage all lockdown show. Sure. All right. Uh, I've got to use the bathroom. I'll show yep. return. No worries. All right, guys. So the War Games matchup. So we've got the team of the Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk taking on the Midnight Express, which is Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton, who actually was featured in our ECW Win Worlds Collide show, uh, teaming up with Sabu against Arn Anderson and Terry Funk. Uh, they're actually in the corner is Jim Cornette and Paul Elring. The actual team they're facing off against is the Fabulous Freebirds, which is Garvin, Hayes and Gordy, and the Samoan SWAT team, Fat Two and Suma, with Paulie Dennisley in its corner. Now, from memory, this uh, end of the match would only occur by a submission. I don't believe it was pinfall. Other promotions have done their own version of war games, i.e. NXT have done one. Also, MLW had a war games that they did with the Funkin' Army a couple of years ago. And, yeah, as it would work, there would be two from each team would start the matchup, and after a time interval, another member of the team would join, which would then put a disadvantage, usually against the faces, until everyone in the ring has actually entered, and only when that has occurred, you can actually have a finish to the match, as I said, would be a submission. Looks really cool having the two rings. Looks like almost the size of a Hell in the Cell that we would have in the WWE, not until, what, 1997, with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Belly-to-back suplex. God, that, that cage actually is almost a little bit too low, though, because his legs almost hit the top of that. 
if you were syncing up, guys, we are also at 147.56, 147.58, if you are syncing up on the WWE Network. Oh, good shot there. I think his head, what the hell, his hair got stuck. What the hell is, oh, shit, yep. No, you got one of the Samoan SWAT team pulling his hair from underneath the cage on the ring mat and just punched him right in the ear. And so, yeah, yeah, Jay just noted there, there's actually no referee there. (laughs) I just noticed something, and then JR said it too. He said, as you would see, there's no referee in the ring. The referee does not join the match until all participants have entered the match. So War Games technically doesn't start. Until everybody's in the ring. Yep. And it ends in a submission or... I'm just saying, that cage looks like it's a little bit too low. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think it is just submission only back in the old times. There was no pinfall. Um, NXT would end up doing this. They've done a number of War Games events. War Games, I think, 2019 and 2018. Yep. Adam Cole taking that massive spot with uh, Tommaso Ciampa Correct. through the tables. Yeah, submit Ooh. or surrender, which is what I think Shivani has said in the past didn't really like. Jeez. So they're working out the order now who's going to join. So there's been a number of these war games that we've never even, like, we've spoken briefly about, you know, the Four Horsemen's war games matches that they've done. The NWO taken on the Horsemen. And then well, there was I was that... about to ask, what number is this? In, the... in terms of the history of the War Games matches? Yeah, what number yep. was this? So this was number... Let me load it up. Because a lot of them were done on the health show circuit. Mm. Um, going through... God, I'm already up to... Here we go. It's number 16. This is 16. Yeah, this was actually Fantastic. the first one, though, on a major pay-per-view because the rest of them were all health shows that were done in Atlanta, Georgia, yep. Miami, Florida. A lot of them featured the Road Warriors, though. They were a main star, Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes, and the Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Midnight Express has been in them. You know, you had what, Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham. There was one that actually, I think, I think all of them are actually on the network as well, too. Even though they're house show based, you can actually still watch them. Nice. <clears throat> the one that I was going to say, wasn't there a triangle one that happened as well too? It was a uh, WCW one. Where was it? Was it our Nitro? The Triple oh, here it is. Yeah, it was no. There was Fall Brawl, nineteen ninety eight, Team WCW, DDP, Roddy Piper, and the Warrior versus oh. NWO Hollywood, Hogan, Bret Hart, and Stevie Ray. And NWA Wolfpack, Kevin Nash, Sting, and Luger. That was the one when um, Warrior blew out his arm. Because yeah. he kicked a, kicked a hole through the cage, tried to jump down, and tore his tricep. <laughs> and talking about that year, we've already confirmed it, guys. Oh, God. In, in October, we are traveling to 1998, Halloween Havoc. 1998, to watch Hogan Warrior. <laughs> the flash power. The Flash, the Flash paper of doom. I'm looking forward to the concept art you do for that one. That's going to be great. And I've already got it designed. So Fantastic. I've already put it up. 
you also get DDP Goldberg as well in a good uh, match up there that actually didn't make it to the official airing. So, D- does that mean we get it? We get it, yeah. Because what mm-hmm. they end up doing is I think they aired it for free on Nitro. Because okay. it actually went it went over three hours. Like a most average wrestling events would be three hours to the audience, but to fans on a tape recording, it's about two fifty, two fifty five. Mm. I think Halloween Havoc was three hours fifteen. Yeah. So you're telling me we're doing a three hours and fifteen minute show, are we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With think, our usual think, banter as well, so I think we might despise that into two. And then the one that happened, the final WCW one was September four, two thousand Nitro. Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner and Vince Russo defeated Booker T, Goldberg, Chronic and Sting to retain the WCW World Heavyweight title. Yeah. Yeah. And Russo <laughs> Russo won it, didn't he? Or he Nash? won it at the I think he, I think Russo won it at the end of September by getting speared by Goldberg through the cage wall. Yeah. Yeah. And then he relinquished the championship on the Thunder. Yes. So you think in that one year in two thousand, he had what, Arquette and Russo win the belt. Magnificent. And I think there was something I sent to our group chat a few months ago, like there was like 40-something title changes of the world title in like three years in WCW. Mm-hmm. Like just transitional champion, next, next, next. Mm. And the war next games person. would be, uh, wouldn't happen again until 2017, which was the Undisputed Era defeated Sanity and the Authors mm-hmm. of Pain at Takedown War Games. We then had War Games 2018, Pete Dunn, Ricochet and the War Raiders took on the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. And then we had last year where we had two war games, which was Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Defeated Shania Baszler, Owa Shiree, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. Mm-hmm. And also Team Champa, which was Tommaso Champa, Kevin Lee, Dominic Dijak, and Kevin Owens mm-hmm. defeated the Undisputed Era. Oh, my God. Look at this. Look oh. at that. Oh. Oh. Four. Five, six, six, seven, eight. Oh, he's a big dude, Gordy, too. He gorilla passed him nine lifts. Unbelievable. Fantastic. I think he's going for the stance here, the three-point stance. No, just poking up. <laughs> me, I know that, but going. listen. But listen, just let me... Me, me going. Me going the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will be. Just calm down. So, I'll just, so this is this. Let me read this out. This is the War Games match that Russo did. After the War Games match was not held in 1999, Vince Russo brought back War Games in a new format called War Games 2000, with mm-hmm. the tagline "Russo's Revenge." Ugh. It was held on September 4th. The match consisted of two teams vying for the world title in a three-tiered cage. First seen in the climax of the WCW film Ready to Rumble and later used Slamboree in May of the same year. Yep. The rules combine the traditional War Games entry format with the rules of the Triple Cage at Slamboree 2000. However, once a wrestler retrieved the belt from above the third cage, he did not automatically win it as it was the case at Slamboree. This time, the wrestler had to climb back down the first cage and exit mm-hmm. via the cage door. Mm-hmm. The wrestler who exited the structure with the belt, regardless of whether or not he was the one to retrieve it from the third cage, won the match and the championship. 
<clears throat> so let's just complicate it for everyone. <laughs> Classic WCW. And the ending was, yeah, Kevin Nash retrieved the belt and simply walked through the door. Yeah, I think Jeff Jarrett dropped yeah. it. Jeff Jarrett dropped it. Kevin Nash picked it up and went, oh, yeah, I win. Yeah, it says, yeah, the Harris brothers and Chronic drove each other out of the arena. Booker T retrieved the belt from the top, but Russo interfered on behalf of his team. <clears throat> Ernest Miller entered the ring, but was jackknifed powerbomb by Nash. Steiner and Jarrett handcuffed Sting and Booker to the walls of the second cage. Goldberg broke free of the handcuffs, which held him to the turnbuckle of the ring and attempted to leave the cage with the belt, but was cut off by Bret Hart, who slammed the door in his face. Nash then retrieved the belt and walked out the cage door, retaining the championship. WCW there, people. And then again, yeah, pre the COVID-19 times, AEW tried to do it too, but it got scrapped. They were going to do blood and guts. Yeah. Which ended up becoming... Well, that ended up becoming the... uh, the, the, Was it Stadium Stampede match? They did that instead. Yeah. Yeah. I've already crapped all over that, so... Well, it says Combat Zone Wrestling did their own one too, at the Cage of Death. Now, did, cage... did actually, did actually, when they call it the Cage of Death, did actually someone die? No one's ever died, but they almost could have. Well, don't don't say Cage of Death. Just say well, Cage. Cage of Near Death, then. Is that better, Al? Sounds stupid. Listen to cage you, of Near ca- Death? <laughs> when you say it like that. But... Yeah, I know. The Cage of Death 5, in that there were two rings, one of them was surrounded by a cage, and the other was filled with one million thumbtacks. The actual amount was never verified. Yeah. Right? Oh, thanks. ECW had one. They called it Ultimate Jeopardy, which was their steel cage matchup. I thought you were going to say um, it, dismember to dismember. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. happened. Yeah. <clears throat> I still want to do that one day. Which one? The the WWE one or the ECW yeah, one? Yeah, the horrible WWE one. Yeah, what? 2006, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yuck. Oh, shoulder oh, tackle, man. What a big dude. What a so big, IWA big Mid-South did one. Also MLW did one. This is what actually I talked about off mic when you weren't there. Cool, man. L- listen to this main event, right? The yep. Funkin Army, right? Yep. Terry Funk, the Sandman... Steve Williams, Sabu, and Bill Alfonso. That was a team mean, in, in, in MLW. Big, big Steve Williams here. Yeah. Must Took have been before the, he passed. The Extreme Horsemen, Steve Carino, Simon Diamond, C.W. Anderson, P.J. Walker, and Barry Windham. And Terry <laughs> Funk won the match by did, Carino submitting due to a fireball to the face. Did you see what Doc <clears throat> Doc Hendricks was saying to Fatu, you got to go in there. You got to kill. You got to kill. And he's grabbing. He goes, go for the jaw and rip it out. Oh, man. Okay. Doc, calm down, dude. I watched that promo on YouTube the other day when uh, Russo broke character on uh, Livewire and was saying, you know, you used to be a free bird. Now you're the stupid Doc Hendricks. And -hmm. I was like, this is that edgy time. And that's one of the only times you had Cornette and Russo on the same camera together. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that was the time they were both kind of still riding for Vince, but that was all before it all kicked up, and yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And they're, and they're still going. They haven't stopped. But I still, Vince wrote, the brand follows me on Twitter. It still blows my brain. 
Yeah, one of the podcasts awesome. that we actually follow um, actually is now signed to the brand recently. The Total Nonstop Action Podcast, who cover the old TNA and the new TNA, they actually, um, yeah, are under the brand now. Fantastic. Good they on. had Russo as a guest, and now they've been signed onto it, which is cool. Cool. Oh. Should I give some uh, shout-outs to some of our newest followers? Always. So you're going to go, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why? Get stuff the bloodier. Why? Are they paying All us? Right. F right so, off. We have the East Coast Avengers podcast. Five good friends bring you the latest nerd news in our podcast and YouTube channel. Come join us on an episode and enjoy it for yourself. They're at East Coast, A-V-N-G-R-S on Twitter. We also have Fat, Drunk and Stupid podcast. Hello. Sounds Grab like a drink. Last week. Grab a drink. Let's talk about it. They are on Twitter at FDS Podcast Number Seven. That is the Funk, a Fat, Drunk, and Stupid Podcast. Love it. We we enjoy wrestling podcast at WEW Podcast, a podcast by at Matthew Flower and the Eric Goldman, who both enjoy wrestling. Hashtag We Enjoy Wrestling. Uh, United by Pro Wrestling Podcast an autistic podcaster who talks pro wrestling weekly. This is your, this, your featured podcast of the evening. Call it in the ring. So that's UTD by wrestling United awesome. by pro wrestling. And we'll do one more. Uh, we have the bloom brothers, which is what Hello. I sent to Alan recently, which yes. is open for curbside pickup, recreational marijuana <laughs> retail store. Okay, and uh, give them where they are. Which They're based part of the, in uh, Pittsville. Which part of the it's world? Like, it's in the United States, and it's yeah, Pittsville. Nice. And they're at uh, hash, uh, they're at Bloom Brothers MA. And I'll do one more while we're still here. We've got Book It, a wrestling podcast, the only podcast to rebook, revisit, and reimagine your favorite wrestling storylines presented by TH3 Media. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone, that's following us. Muchly appreciated. And it's also, guys, uh, it's Friday here in Australia, so it's Follow Friday, and we usually get put in lots of people tagging us for the Follow Friday, people who support our podcast out there. Yes. Thank hashtag you, everyone. Copy, ho- hashtag copy co- Coffee Corpse, because it's actually American morning now, so that's where we get a lot of our tweets in our evening sending us coffee pictures which I don't think Alan and I are drinking coffee at about 11 o'clock at night. No, I'm done. I'm up to the water now, like an old man. Here we go. Bring me closer. Yeah. Yeah. Next time. Thank you. Oh, animal man. (laughs) Who's that? I was that a photographer down the bottom there. I thought I was a woman on the side. Who's that? Hey, how are you doing? You're not Paul Erring. (laughs) No, he's over there with Jim Cornette. Okay, you go over. What what is going on? Talk, talk, people. What is he? He's... <laughs> oh, I actually had some trivia about this match. Let me actually find something. I was reading it earlier today, and it's to do with actually uh, Michael Hayes in this matchup. Yeah, yeah. Let me find my notes. All right, here it is. So where does it say it? 
So this oh. event actually featured the pay-per-view debuts of Scott Hall, Terry Gordy, Brian Pillman, Scott Steiner, and Ron Simmons, Bill Irwin, and Sid Vicious. It was also the pay-per-view debut for the Steiner brothers as a team and the pay-per-view debut for the Freebirds. Also, the debut of Teddy Long as their manager and the debut of the Skyscrapers. So lots of debuts. Nice. It was the final appearance by Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. It was also the final uh, NWA appearance of Missy Hyatt until Wrestle War 1991. It was Ricky nice. Steamboat's last appearance until Starcade 1991. As we said, he went over and became the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Here we go. The running gag for the War Games match between the Road Warriors taking on the Freebirds is that Paulie Dangerously, the manager for the Samoans, and thus the manager of the heel team, promised that Hayes would always be the next man for the heels, but Hayes mm-hmm. would always send in another person instead. Eventually, yes. Hayes realized that he has to enter the match as there was no one left to go in. A few seconds, sorry, about two or three minutes ago, they showed that, and actually both of them, because he was looking at him with the darling eye going, what, am I next? And Paul's like, yeah, you're next. Oh, very cool. Very well, it's awesome very similar to, to the idea of the chamber. Like, you know, as in you know, everyone's pods open before everyone was like, I think the original chamber might have been there was going to be no pinfalls until everyone entered from their chamber boxes. But then eliminations would happen even though you're in the pod. Um, that's in our vault as well. Yes, 2010 we covered. Yes. Which featured John Cena for about 25 minutes standing in a pod. Well, that one, we've also done the Survivor Series. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the very first one. The first very chamber. first one. Yeah. Salad still. Thank you, Eric Bischoff. Look at that. That, that roof is just a little bit. Great salad. Everyone's. Wow. Man, he comes in the ring. You just go in the corner and oh. just hope, and hope he doesn't come near you. That's a right-hand chop, right-hand chop repeatedly. Gordy's selling for everybody tonight. Wince and repeat. Oh. oh. If it works, keep doing it. Just do it. Uh, is the referee in the ring? I think he would have to come in now. I don't know who the ref is. Is that everybody's is Hayes in there, though? Yeah, Michael Hayes is in. Hawk was the uh, last one. I think that's everyone. Is that everyone? I can count in the one, two, three, four... Yeah, oh no, I think God. everyone's there. And it says here this was also the final appearance by Paul Dangerously until Great American Bash 1990, which would be oh. a year from this event. Yeah, that's right. Oh. <clears throat> and that featured what Sting finally winning the world title uh, from Ric Flair with a roll-up cradle. That's right. Who covered that recently? I think it may have been Grilling JR might have done that. They Someone did. did it recently, yeah. Really, JR did about a month ago, yes. And uh, funny give enough... The, give me the phone, look, give me the phone. <laughs> Tommy yeah. Young. Look, hey. hey, what do you think you're doing? You can't put the phone in the cage, that's not right. <laughs> Don't oh. do that. Um, last night's Really, JR um, was the Nitro when... Um, Goldberg won the title. Ah, oh, yeah, from Hogan. You covered that, didn't you? We need to revisit that one day. We need to do a... Well, it's just you and me. It's <clears> the <throat> me talking. I had an idea, too. Like, you know how we covered In Your House 1 that I did? We could do In Your House... Re, um, what? Re, or re- revisit it. And we do it together. Yeah, we do it yeah, together. I like that. Because I covered that by myself, what, 
two years you, ago or something like and that. You hated it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you make fun of yourself and there's no one there to make fun of you. <laughs> Sorry, Alan's not here. So, a, What do you think, Al? Oh, yeah, that's right, he's not here. <laughs> um, rogue Energy. Um, <laughs> fight, fight TV, guys, fight TV. No, I'm just looking, do I have any more sponsor shout-outs? Let me look at my list, Al, because i got so uh, many written. I know. You, you, sorry, guys, but we've, uh, yeah, we've really whored ourselves out. <laughs> what do you mean? We, hey, have you got something to sell? We'll whore ourselves out to you. <laughs> and Alan. <laughs> Brocast, hose, money, <laughs> give it. Sponsor codes. Mm-hmm. Well, talking about uh, sitting back and relaxing, you know, oh, I, yes. I want to give a shout-out to uh, another sponsor, an affiliate, talking about TriumphCharge.com. Now, guys, using your promotional code uh, BRO247, you get 10% off your purchases at TriumphChairs.com. They focus on gaming chairs. So uh, if you own just a, uh, it. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. That's it. And that's it. So now Sorry, I'm going to re-edit me talking. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you don't. <sighs> and, and go. No, I've already said it. I'm not, I'm not repeating myself. I'll work it out. Just oh use God. the promotional code, guys. Triumphchairs.com. Bro 24-7. Thanks, Al. <laughs> what, what did you want me to do? Not say nothing? Say nothing, and then we just talk about it after it happened. I was nearly finished it anyway. No, you were in the beginning. Correct. <laughs> so what's going on? I'm going to tell you a whole story of how they make the chair, and put the foam in the chair. I need to get one of those chairs, actually. They're pretty need... good. Oh. They have a racing series, ultimate racing series, RGBT series, and the reviews Qu- are good. Question. Yeah. Do Do they have a Hello Kitty? No, they don't. Then what am I doing? What would you want that oh. for? Have, you've met me, right? <laughs> Has he got on top of the cage here? What's he doing here? Yeah, the um the Wild Samoans have locked um have left oh, uh gee, yeah. animals in the ring and they're not letting anybody in. They're gonna hurt him. Oh there's the headbutt. No, Hawks back in. He ripped the door open. Where are they gonna go? What the It's all run to the corners. Don't 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 touch me, don't touch me. <laughs> Well, main event time, Mel. There we go. Woo! Rocking the blue, I think, tonight with these purple feathers. Look at the bod. Look at the hair. Yeah. Tanned up, too. And face flare as well. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't really dig on face flare. It's, <coughs> like, it's like Charlotte. I don't dig on face Charlotte. I prefer the flares should be heels. You know, you can always do your uh, another promotion for somebody right now if you want. What, do another one? Go on, then. Be, be a cheapo. How dare you, Al? Yeah, you're I'm right. trying we're to right. make you some money. I'm trying to make you some money. That's what I want. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right. With that said, let's talk about... Let me have a look. com, guys. Go. Do you play games... Do you use a controller to play games? Time to play the game. Thanks, Al. Um, 
<laughs> do you find when you're playing that your thumbs are using those ollie sticks and it's kind of hurting your thumbs? Well, that's where Luxie.com comes in because they can actually give you some comfortable grips that go onto your ollie sticks of your controller. They also have uh, cases and seals to go over your controller too to give you better comfort when you're doing long-term gaming, either as a competitive gamer or just in your own recreational leisure at your own home. Using the promotional code BRO247, you're getting not 10%, you're getting 15%, guys, using the Broadcast Podcast promotional code 2702. Actually, no, BRO247 at uh, yeah, luxygrips.com or simply luxty.com. What are you doing, Al? Very nice. Just checking the footy scores. I think you're checking out luxy.com. I actually do like that whole concept of uh, because I do be I have been playing quite a lot of gaming lately. Um, I just finished off playing The Last of Us Part Two. Well, the, yeah, The Last of Us Two. And uh, did you finish I, it already? I did, and I did, Slow and I wish I, Slow down. and I and I wish I didn't. But I can go back and play it again, and I really enjoyed this game. There was a lot of flack at the beginning when this game first hit about people, because there is a certain um, mission that happens, and I try not, I'll try not to spoil it until next episode. I'll probably will talk about it if you bring it up with me. But um, it's just, it was just full on. And, I think uh, I know what you're talking about. I think yeah. I, know. I heard some stuff online about it. Yeah, I, maybe there might be a few people out there who have listened to it and are pretty much halfway into the game. I don't want to spoil anything yet. But, um, yeah, I've been, I, pl- I power through that game. But I kind of like the idea of actually having a PlayStation controller with the little grips. So if I'm playing quite a lot of games where there's a lot of button mashing, it'd be great to have. Well, see, we'll actually do three types of grips too. Because there's just mm. the ones that go over the orange stick that are comfortable. Then mm. there's a medium version, which is it rises them even higher up. And then you've got level three, which is even bigger than that. So it brings them up higher to your actual hands for better grip. So instead of having to push down, they're up higher. Are we talking about grips or are we talking about dick pills here? I don't have a sponsor for that yet. Um, Why not? Come on, what's I'm, next? No, I'm trying. I'm trying. I want um, step, step one underwear and I also want <laughs> manscape and I also uh... want something. And I want something to do to help guys with down there. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some asking around. Hey, guys. <laughs> Excuse me, mate, really quick. <clears throat> Sorry, I was coughing you. Um, really quick. Do you have... <laughs> you want to put a mask on when uh... you do it next time you do that? Yeah. I don't have one, yeah. actually. But, yeah. Oh, he pissed off Terry. He's got, I think he's got the randy iron. Yep. Oh, man. Look at the security guard. Someone's getting branded. He's like he's coming out oh. like Bill Goldberg. He's smiling here. Look at the security guard. Is he spinning? I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised. You, what did you say to me then? I'm gonna when Ric Flair comes out here tonight, I'm gonna brand him. I'm gonna break his neck, just like I did. I gave him that pile driver on the table. That was, your, that was that was that night. No way. I am not doing voices on this podcast because you make fun of me. Go on, give it a try. Um, Would I be able to function normally? That's What's a that? good one. No, what? it's not. It's that's terrible. Beyond the, it's, it's beyond the mat. Ed, that was shocking. Raw my ankle. In a hole. Oh, darn. <laughs> <sighs> 
It's my last match. It's my last match. It's my last match. That's my last match. I wasn't booked. There he comes. I wasn't there booked. He comes. Where's Who's the ladies? Back? Yeah, they come. Is that this? Oh, there's one. Yeah. One, two. 16 like... time, eh? Terry Funk comes down with a whole entire security um, <laughs> team. And Gary Hart. And then, yep. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Oh, goodness. What the? What he's, oh, he got, oh, he's gone to the no, audience. Oh, my God. He's kissing everybody. Just do, I love you, Glips, mate. There he is. Now. Have you ever heard about Gamergoo? As I'm just talking to you now. This isn't a, this a sponsor shout out. Have you heard of Gamergoo? Is that something to do with, like, GAC? Well, no. <laughs> is it something? Is it something you get more gaming? <laughs> is there an ointment? Can you, is there some type of ointment I can get for it? This is what, now, I gave a shout out before to clinchgaming.com, and I came across this the other day, and I'm like, what is this stuff? Gamergoo, right? Gamergoo mm. is a hand lotion created for gamers. It keeps your hands dry and cool while you hold the controller. Picture this, right? Really quick before we get into this match. Picture yeah, it. You're yeah. walking into a snowy village. No. Flurry swirling above you. Ooh. The frosty air pinching your cheeks. Oh, come on. Maybe it's almost the holidays. Someone's hands are one of those mints that they give out at restaurants. It smells fresh, energizing. And then suddenly you feel ready to take on the world. So, Clinch Gaming doing a peppermint gamer goo. Which you can use on your hands when you're gaming, Al. That's called hand sanitizer. No, gaming, gaming. Was <laughs> oh, that a sponsor? No, but this thing, there's actually lots of different companies that do gamer goo. This one, they do cherry blossom, cinnamon flavor, orange, peppermint, teak wood, and uh, vanilla sugar. Great, thanks. Thanks for, thanks very much. <laughs> I'm trying to watch this match now. Thanks. <laughs> You just took it from the most enjoyable thing to the thing I just didn't want to hear. Pretty much. (laughs) There was no point of that, Tom. Thank you very much. 13 bucks. I wouldn't spend that, I don't think. But, guys, thanks very much and hope you sponsor us soon. (laughs) Brocast, hose. What's he doing, Soccer Funk? Have you seen my Gamergoo, bub? There it is. Have you seen my bait? My game of you, bub. <laughs> Honey, where's my game of goop? Look how lean he is, too, Terry Funk. Uh huh. Whoa. Just shove Tommy. Is that Tommy? Yeah, Tommy Young back in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tommy Young was like, uh, he did all Flair's matches in, the, in WCW. Flair with the white boots too shades of what Triple H WrestleMania 20 when he dropped Correct. the world title to Benoit. Correct. Look at that. Oh. There oh, it there's, is. A, there, there's our poster right there that we put up on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Alan on the, on the body of Ric Flair and I'm on the head of Terry Funk. I've never looked so good in the 80s. Oh, look at that. So, with, you know the Clash of Champions, was it, was it the New York Knockout? Was that the name of that event that we... I think it was. Yeah. The I quit matchup. Yes, it was. Because I'm trying to think, it wasn't long after this, I believe. I'm just going to find when that was, because this is July of 1989. 
Maybe show the maybe show the poster art too, and maybe maybe we can see it as well. What's that? Of the pay per view that we're talking about, the Clash of the Champions. If you find it, you can show it to me. But I'm looking for it now. Buy your phone. What? Uh, what? What are you talking about? I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find what show. Here we go. Stop Clash looking. of Champions eleven. Uh, no, Clash of Champions nine from the fifteenth of November. Look at that. So look what? Look four that. months after this. Look at that cameraman up there acting like Hubie Two. <laughs> Just sitting on the dot rope. That's the life right there, man. Look at him, mate. Oh no, I'm not. I'm getting a good shot. Oh, got the good shots here. But they haven't cut it's to a... his camera yet. Yeah, Vince McMahon would be having an absolute that you'd be yelling at that guy. Tommy, is push that... him off. Push him off. Just yell. Is that, is that Klondike Bill sitting in the corner over there? At the I wouldn't be surprised because he, he would have helped with the War Games cage band build. So. Yeah. He's just sitting at the timekeeper's table. Looks like um, Klondike Bill. Is that in the left corner where the table was on the left? Is that the yes. one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dead lift here. Okay, easy now. We can almost saw Space Mountain then. Just talk. You nearly got out. The yeah, no, I reckon, I reckon it is Klondike. He's got the suspenders on. Hey? You reckon that fellow there with the hat on with the red suspenders? Sure. Santa Claus. I was going to say Mario, but... No, like Mario. So he looks like Mario from Mario Brothers. He's got a big grey beard. When does I mean, Mario have a great You freaking idiot. I mean, the hat and the suspenders? Looks like a Mario? No, I say Santa. Yeah. Yes, I He looks like mm-hmm. Mario, yeah. Uh, you see Klondike Bill over there, Al? You see Klondike Bill? Yeah, that's him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Look at the hand. Look at Terry Bung's hand. Oh, I've got to get feeling back in my hand. Oh. Easy up. Jeez, you really went into the camera then. Don't do that again, please. Why? It's got like this whole face of you walking right into there. <laughs> that was stretching. Oh, jeez, don't do that again. Really? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. Face. Mate, you're just ugly as now. This is... Have you got COVID it? COVID has not been good. Have you got You've it? You've got the COVID, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> You've got the COVID and the ugly. Jeez, you got it all, haven't you? Yeah, U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. <laughs> ugly, COVID, little dick, everything. You know, you just... Whoa. <laughs> Easy uh, now. Ball drive, everything. Now, do it. I'm going to break his neck again. Oh, no, I'm not. See ya. Is it just me that I think in the video package he was wearing a suit when he ball drove him through the table? Yeah. Yes. You know what happened then? Do you remember what happened? Well, I think it wasn't it Terry Steamboat or something had a match, and no, then what? No, just it was Flair and Steamboat. Yeah. Terry Funk was one of the judges. Ah. Oh. And he went to him and said, "I would love to be the first person to take you on." And uh, Flair said to him, "Oh no, no, that doesn't work like that. Yeah. If you if you want to be number one contender, you have to fight for the title. You got to earn your way through. Yeah. Um, Funk didn't like hearing that." Mm. Grabbed him, pole driver through the table, and supposedly damaged Ric Flair's neck. And he's trying to break Terry Funk's neck right now. 
Because I think the next clash of champions was Steamboat versus Funk, and that's when Luger turned heel on Funk with the steel sure chair post match. Yeah, sure did. Yep, look at this. Flair is a What's cerebral that? assassin here. <laughs> no, and he's, Terry he's... Funk, like he's been in quite a lot of our stuff. Like you know, the, the oh my god, the ECW yes. one night stand show, the ECW my, show we just did, you know, and the team up with Arn Anderson. He took what multiple chair tops to the leg. Nasty. And then we had what, what happened on the side? Was it Sabu and Eaton on yeah. the scaffold? Watch out! Watch this! Oh, Watch this! Oh, spikes him! Yep, got him! Got him back! And look, look at him! He's going around like a three stooger. <laughs> He's selling it well too. So good. Now, was it Landstorm that used to do the cradle, the modified cradle, where they would hook him up? Yeah. In sure ECW. Was. And, and he uh, spiked Jerry Van Dam. Van Dam just on oh, that yeah, it was Jerry Lynn Van Dam when he spiked him and just bounced off the ECW four. One, one more time. One more time. One oh, more man. time. Oh He's I always remember um Mick Foley's pulling pole driver. Fantastic. Spike of that when he was mankind. Oh look at that funk just falls out. Well that's right. We also covered funk and cactus. From the IWA Japan, King of the Death, mm-hmm. which that was our very first match in All yes, My God was. Season 1, yeah. Sure with, was. All, with you going, oh, when the time bomb went off, you're like, oh, is that it? I thought there was going to be an explosion. For, I was hoping that Terry Funk or, Matt or Mick Foley will explode, but no, it didn't happen. Sorry. Well, 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 we had, what, Tiger Jet Singh coming out with a sickle in that match and everything. Sword. What? what? <laughs> yeah, the oh, God. Sword. Flair is some, pissed. Some of that IW, uh, the IWA stuff in Japan was just crazy. Time bombs, piranha death time matches, and I'm like, what? Time bomb and piranha. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Time rope and piranha. Okay, first of all, I didn't say it like that. I said those words, but not like that. Huh? So... <laughs> you did. Hey, <laughs> hey, you've got that uh, game. Game lube? I love that game it's lube. It's game goo, not game nah. lube. Nah, too late. That's what it's called now. Game goo. Hey, guys, do you like gaming? Does your hands get sore when you play games? <laughs> Use the new and improved game lube. $69.69. Rick Flair with the figure four on Terry Funk. Oh, well, with the uh, branding iron. Into the face. Let's play a blade in there, yep. Yep. Sheer, sheer, sheer. Sheer, sheer, sheer. This is known for his hair almost going jet red in this match, mm-hmm. too, now, from mm-hmm. this point on. Game lube. <laughs> it's game of goo. No, no, it's game lube. Oh, Al. You can get the soft smells of purple... <laughs> Red, blue, and green. It's and peppermint, green. vanilla, sugar, orange. <laughs> and brown dog shit. <laughs> oh, shit. And don't worry, no artificial. <laughs> it, it's okay, you can eat it. <laughs> <laughs> when you're feeling hungry while gaming, don't hey. have another zinger or a pizza. <laughs> Suck on the goo. 
suck on that lube, Daddy. Sixty-nine ninety-nine. Oh, it doesn't yes. come in the tube; it comes in the tub. Oh, I used the promotional code twenty-seven oh seven. Oh, what? Use the oh, promotional geez. code sixty nine sixty nine one. Oh shit! This is why I don't do the ads, guys. No, I was <laughs> going to send you. I was going to send you the readout for today, and I'm like, no, you'll fuck it up by saying something. That's our first swear, guys. Oh shit! I love that I don't swear anymore, but you do. I think we're allowed to have one. It's like a what a PG thirteen movie. Just drop a couple. Yeah, yeah, perfectly fine. Oh, it's got the tape around the neck. Oh, but no, I just thought Gamer Goo, man. Like, I've never thought, you know, my uh, hands are dry while I'm gaming. Wish I had some goo. <laughs> just, I do usually, I just, I just use butter or olive oil. Oh. <laughs> but no, but then I use Game Lube. <laughs> I do find that if I'm been playing Fortnite or um, Call of Duty, Warzone, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, on the map. I thought he was, was going to do a Canadian destroyer then. <laughs> Yep, shoot. He touched the camera there, mate. And he's got one of the guys who's got the uh, one it's of the crowns. Does he work yeah. there? Does he live in? No, no, it's just a just some some kid. Here we go. Four fifty. Come on, Terry. Four fifty. Do it. Come on, do it. Do it. Well, oh, okay. Oh, yep. Oh. Yeah, okay. Ah, sell the <laughs> ear. Sell the ear. Sell the neck. <laughs> sell the ear and neck. Oh, Terry. Shit. Sorry about that. That concrete floor. Always makes me cringe with a little that floor, and I think of what Paul Orendorf and Cactus Jack, that cannonball that he did, and missed him completely all back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what Vader and Mick Foley, I think it was a power bomb, wasn't it? From the outside, just his head just bounced. There's a concussion. And uh, they, when Cactus Jack went on to uh, having a bit of an adventure, yeah, had amnesia. Mm. They had some wars, Vader and Mick, like ripped his ear off and just Germany. Yeah. What, the old WCW Saturday night? Yeah. Great neck breaker. Look at that, two of them. He's going out for the neck now. So we're at 2.30.04, 2.30.05, guys, on our clock. Been a great show. I really enjoyed this event. I have to agree with you, Tom. It's been fantastic. Good choice. And I have the next one locked in, and I'll announce that at the very end, what we're doing for the uh, another show at the end of the month. I just would like to apologize now, guys, for that one. Why? because let me think of one that we could do oh god help us hey guys do you like garbage listen to the broadcast <laughs> i don't know what to say to that really hey guys what's your favorite color brown dog shit brown <laughs> with a hint of carrot <laughs> man this stuff is terrible actually <laughs> <Yuck>. <laughs> wow thanks Makes them worse, like the hands on. <laughs> now my hand smells like dog shit. No, it's on my control. It's actually in my control now. It's in my grips. It's in my grips from from grip, And it's all over my chair. It's all on my Triumph chair. It's on my Rogue Energy can. Yeah. Now it's in my Rogue Energy can, and it's in the oh uh oh oh with a brandy in the head. Yeah, with a brandy in the head. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Ooh. Oh, we hit him a brandy in the head. <laughs> you okay? Oh. Is he uh, shearing there? Is he having a shave? I think so. 
Who's the one like was it Adul the Butcher in New Jack? The scarring that they've got on their foreheads from their wars. That's that's all uh, hard way. And it's all in like one spot of the forehead, like the really fleshy bit. That guy looks like um, it's too hot there. Look at it does. That kid in the red hat's not having a good time. No, he's tired. He's got his head on. He's got his head down. I came here to see Sting. Can we go home now? No, I want to see Ric Flair and and Funk in a bloody match. One, well, you think two. too, like this would be what about eleven o'clock at night, nearly twelve-ish on the uh, in America when they were doing their night shows. Just, one of them were like six o'clock open. I thought that was well, like they would start earlier back then. Well, some would be like doors open at six, show starts at seven o'clock, seven thirty. I always thought WCW did like earlier stuff. Like they would start okay. at like two in the afternoon and finish by eight o'clock or mm. yeah. I always thought that back then. Well, again, if you're aiming more for family, you don't want it to be too late. Exactly. And you look at what WrestleMania is now, they go like into the next day. Like yeah, over no, after that's... twelve, nearly twelve thirty. It's ridiculous that type of stuff. Like the one when Becky won the belt in the main event, that was like mm-hmm. nearly twelve thirty at night. And because yeah. of that, like there was no trains running for people to get out of the stadium to fly back or to get on this, you know, public transport. They're all stuck there waiting for trains. Yeah, there's a kid over there in that blue t-shirt. Looks bored as hell. Oh, look at this. I want to see the dynamic dudes again. I didn't get a frisbee. I want to get a frisbee in the face. <laughs> oh, crazy. oh, count it. Count one. What the? Yep. One. Two. Oh, he got oh my god! Well, what? Fantastic. That was. I didn't see that happen. I thought there was still another couple of minutes on that one. Ah, fantastic. So it's he crowded simple. the cradle into. Oh, oh. There he goes Gary, and you go and spits on him. Crowd well, here it. he comes. Look at the top rope. Here he comes. Who is it? Don't say who it is. Ooh, oh, with crazy. the green mist. In the in the blood. Green and red. Look at him. Oh, <laughs> blood on the forehead and face, and mist under in the mouth. Oh my God! Look at him. Oh. Oh, jeez. Tommy Young's going. Look out. Oh. The great Muta. So this is the same way our um, I quit. Yes, it did. Almost ended the Clash of Champions. Muta coming out and sting out there and everything. Oh my god. They had blood in him up. Look at that. They're looking up that rampway. Do you want their chanting? Hear what they're chanting? We want Sting. We thing. want Sting, yeah. Oh, again, again, again. Get in there. There's Doug. Oh, oh a chop. Yeah. Doug took a karate chop. Oh, and, just, a, ooh, and a spinning heel kick, Xbox style. Oh, you can hear him chanting. Yeah, they come. Oh, he, look, that, t- oh, that chair that was bent. That was open. <laughs> It's a there he comes, the world TV champion. Saving Ric Flair. Look at that. Oh, look at oh. these two. Look at these Clash of Styles. Wow. Terry fucking Sting. Look at that. Are they... oh, fl- oh. Whoa! Jesus! What the Jeez. hell? Flair with a flying right knee <laughs> over Doug Dillinger. Get him out of there. Look, <laughs> Doug's out. <laughs> Doug, move. I'm trying. Okay, I took a karate chop and a kick. I'm dead. Well, I never. Flair full on left with a flying knee. That was crazy. Like, 
205 Live there. Moving around like a cruiserweight. Oh, my God. Look at these two. Clear them out. The final Nitro, guys, eh? 2001. Mm-hmm. March 2001. So, look at well, well, Oh, oh my God. At, Jesus, Muta. Look at Please don't. Please don't. He really came back on him. Yeah. Well, where am I? There's Jake the Snake there. <laughs> what the hell was that? There's Jake the what Snake the, right there. What was there. that? He, he had something in his hand and then they threw it. What the? It's, someone offered him some money and he threw it <laughs> in his face. Uh-oh. Oh, he's okay. back in. Look. No, get out. No. Well, this was all leading towards Halloween Havoc, which would be the next oh, big show in October. Sting holding the toll there for Flair. The big gold belt, eh? Te- okay, Terry Funk, stop it. Just stop it. Behave. Oh, 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 Flair's on. Look at this. It's... <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this. Oh, sorry. I didn't oh, mean to man. hit you so hard with the... T- hey, with look, the- at, look at Gary. I'm out of here. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> this guys, I'm out. Look at this. Oh, oh my god. Up. Guys, stop. Stop. Post in the ring. Oh. This is kind of how we ended Capital Combat with Flair screaming with Tony Schiavone on the mic. Now! <laughs> and we still got, how long have we got? 237. Only a couple of minutes, I think. Yeah, about four got minutes. minutes. We've got five minutes left. What are we doing? I think there's a promo that JR, they conduct with Flair and Sting, which is actually our poster, guys. If you've actually seen our poster art for this episode, no. um, Alan's actually on the body of Sting, I believe, and I'm on Flair, I think, looking at you the poster. Yeah. Hey, what's he doing? Muna, put the chair down. Unless you're going to sit on that chair. <laughs> don't you throw it. Look at him. Don't. No, he's he's gonna gonna it. Come on, mate. Don't do it. Come on. It's all right. Come on. Come on, come on fellas. Let's go. Let's go get a kebab. <laughs> get some KFC. Come on. I don't care. Oh, Dillinger's up. He's on a team of Flair and and, uh, Sting. Oh, my God. He's still going. Jeez. This is getting crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep. That's a fan. Look at. Yeah. Look at Terry's back with the brandy on it. Look. Oh, shit. Yep. Was he trying to? What is going on? Well, look out, this fan. Look out. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I think this thing's telling him, Terry, hey, we're taking it home, brother. Come on. We've got to go. Now Flair's oh. got it. Oh, oh, my God. They hit muted in the oh back there. Yep. Oh. Stop. That should stop right there. Look at the crap. The look at the security. It's not bending. It's not bending. Like, say it's not bending. It's like a genuine. Look at the camera. There's a big squiggly line there. What the? The branding iron's bent. Can we have an interview, please? Oh, my Lord. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Go home. Give, him the, give him the belt. Tell him to go home. Go home now. Yeah, I was losing his voice. Oh, oh, did you see that? Yeah. Flare through the... Ter- <laughs> oh, Guys, man. Enough. Oh, my God, what is that? No, is that's, that's, the, that's the curtain from the, the Stop the Fans coming in. Yeah, the red the, rope. The red... A velvet rope. No one oh, crosses the velvet. Stop, guys. Okay. We've got Flair's to do a hurt. promo. <laughs> I think Flair's been hitting the air. 
Yeah, the chair smacked. It was Terry. He ran up behind him and just slammed it on top of his head. They wanted to have an interview, but no. <laughs> no. We've got four minutes left, guys. Here we go. That was crazy. That was quite mental. I've never actually watched this match. Hang on. It's not, they're not done. Oh, no. We've got the Nature Boy, guys. And, and I'll show you, Alan. Stinger. Look, look, there's our opponent. Oh, huh. And there's that shot there that we're about to see. Yeah, you're, actually, you're Ric Flair in this poster, and I'm Sting. So. Is that on Twitter? Uh, no, that's what's well, on there now. Yeah, that's our poster art. Sorry, guys. I didn't even notice it. Come on, Sting. Come over here. Look at that shot of Rick. The green and the red. Yes. Green, red, and blonde. <laughs> Look oh at those God. eyes, Al. Yeah. Wow. Jesus Christ. It looks like something out of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. It's just real. Look at those. You know I say them before, like, the eyes tell the story in a promo. You see it with Edge, you see it with Randy Orton, and you see it mm-hmm. here with Flair. Look at JR. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh. Oh, man. I think so. I think we're through here. I want to go are. home. I would like to go home. <laughs> Arn Anderson, I'm uh, sorry, um, Ollie Anderson, are we going home? Are we going home? He's lost his voice. Yeah, they're talking about the Sting and Muta finish. There you go. So they vacated the title. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, so because uh, Halloween Havoc wasn't until October, but in September, Muta won the title from Sting. Okay. Because Halloween Havoc had the Thunderdome match, which was Ric Flair and Sting against Funk mm-hmm. and Muta. And uh, Sting and Flair won after Gary Hart threw in the tail. These people are just all... Everyone's going home now. Here we go. Okay, another minute. Here we go. So he was going to... He was actually going to figure fourth... Or was it in the death lock in? No, he was doing the cross-wing... <clears throat> The, 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 like a the Texas old... cloverleaf, yeah. Yeah, well, it was the rotating. So that's where he pulled in him, and then the flag rolls through. Yeah, yeah. look at this. Yeah, One, shoulders down. Two. Yeah, you got him. No submission. Clean pinfall. Was there? Was there? I don't actually recall. Was did Flair even do the figure four in this match? He did. While we were talking about game loom. <laughs> game of goo. No, I like my one better. The essence of the smell this, of... This is a different product. Hey, guys, $69.99. You've tried the best. Now try the shittest. <laughs> now try the... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Jim Hurd, Jim Ross, Tommy P. Edwards, Craig Leathers, Mark Johnson, Billy Reynolds, Jim Reeves, Al Maxwell. Jackie Crockett on the camera there. Jackie Crockett. Bruce Smith. Jackie Davis, Jeff Hall, Jim Pyle, Liam Clifterix, Walt Smith, Pam Wedding, James Burns, Alan P. Smith, Variety Light, Lorna Tech, Viacom, Satellite Association. 
Why are you ending it on this? <laughs> it's exactly just have Blair standing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Don't do that. Oh, karate kick. And there we go, guys. Wow, guys. That was a very big show. Now, before we actually finish up and announce what's coming up next, here is a great wrestling podcast that we think you guys should definitely check out. Hi, everyone. This is BJ from the Mining for Mayhem podcast, and you can find me and Seth every Monday on your favorite podcast platform. But more importantly, stay tuned because you're listening to the Brocast podcast. All right, guys, we are back, and it's now time to talk about what's coming up next, though. But before that, actually, anything you want to say about this show? Any closing comments about this month or this this uh, event? Uh, great show, Tom. Uh, great choice. I uh, really enjoyed watching that and uh, going back and looking at stuff that was going back in 1989 when, Jesus Christ, who Do am I that? working with? There's, there's a bottle there. What's the side of the on the floor? <laughs> no, I knocked it my hand by accident. So, thanks a lot, everyone, for uh, seeing and listening to the show. And, and yet again, I hope this is a nice little uh, distraction to you guys, for especially people around the world during this difficult time that we're, we're in. Tom, what are we doing next time? Well, Alan, get your Global Force Wrestling Network up and running. We're going back to TNA. Oh, God. <laughs> now, I'll this the, time... I'll get the whiskey. We're actually not doing an event from the calendar month that we're covering. I've decided to actually choose a few events that happened at different times of the year. Mm. So we're actually traveling. uh, So we're moving now from 1989. We're traveling 19 years later. We're going to 2008. Okay. Okay. And we're covering an event called TNA Turning Point 2008. And the reason why I want to cover this is heavily features the main event mafia. Right, okay. So the main event Mafia was formed a couple of weeks earlier, which mm-hmm. featured Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. Sting, Booker T, and Scott Steiner. And they completely dominating the TNA roster. Uh, and this night, let me break down some of these matches that we're going to be covering up. Go for it. So we are going to be covering a uh, matches including Beer Money, Inc. So mm-hmm. we get to see Beer Money finally in the card. Mm-hmm. And the Motor City Machine Guns. For the TNA nice. Tag Team Championship. Cool. <clears throat> We're going to do Booker T versus Christian Cage. Now, this is for the inaugural TNA Legends Championship. Now, okay. <laughs> the, okay. If people could see Alan's face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, now, also Kevin Nash versus mm. Samoa Joe. Now, Ooh. that's because Kevin Nash turned on Samoa Joe at Bound for Glory the previous month and helped Sting win the TNA Championship. This other match here, this is a one that is... Uh, Abyss has actually talked about this. This is in his top three of his favourite matches he's ever competed in. Mm. This was the Falls Count Anywhere match where Abyss took on Kurt Angle. This was the one when Kurt leapt from the entrance ramp with a somersault flip landing on Abyss. Absolutely and the, mental. And the main event is AJ Styles and Sting for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay, so it doesn't sound like a lot of matches, though. It's actually... No, I just summarized no, some the top oh, ones. Yeah. Okay, cool. Also on is the it, card, there's, there's an X-Division matchup. There's a women's ladies? tag team matchup. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, Awesome Kong will be on the card. We've also got Sheik Abul Bashir, which was actually um, Davari on the card. 
mm-hmm. X Division champion taken on Rhino, but it actually wasn't for the belt. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be covering at the end of this month, guys. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it's something different. <clears throat> All right, bro. I'm looking forward to it. Um, see how it goes. And it's probably the main big thing to take away from that show. This was also when Mick Foley was there, and he was the leader of the TNA Frontline, which was uh, the young talent that were feeling that the main eventers, as in the veterans, were pushing them down. Where Foley himself wanted to work with the Frontline. He wanted to work with the young guys to take out guys like Kurt Angle, Sting. Scott Steiner, Booker T, as they were trying to come in for money and push everybody out. So similar to the New Blood Rising. Yeah, New Blood. A, bit, a bit smaller. Yeah, smaller version of that. Yep. Right, okay. So we'll be covering that match. Uh, we're going to be doing the show, I'm looking at, I think it's July 31st. It's the last Friday in this month. Uh, so guys, lock it in your calendars. TNA Turning Point, 2008. Alan's excited. He's hiding it, but he's excited. <clears throat> yep I'm looking forward to it guys it's going to be great and that's it guys so in regards to our show you can download all episodes on Apple iTunes also on Podbean Highcast Castbox and a range of different podcast streams also want to give a shout out once again to RogueEnergy.com Luxie.com TriumphChairs.com uh, ClinchGaming.com uh, also PlayerOneCoffee.com Use your codes BRO247 and also 2702 on Rogue Energy. Check us out on Twitter, Broadcast Podcast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. And Alan, any closing comments before we finish up? Uh, make sure to send Tom an email at the at the broadcast 2 for more information about Game Lube. It's Game Goo. No. <laughs> it's not. We'll have so to make one now. I'll have to make a T-shirt of that now. Game lube. But you have to make it like it's oozing, like the words. So, oh, yeah, scrap that. Yeah. Time to say goodnight. Okay, as I say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. What's going on, everybody? want to invite you to join me, that's Craig, and EJ every Sunday for our Squared Circle Countdown. That's right. Just search Squared Circle Countdown on Twitch, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at SquaredTop10, or once again, just search Squared Circle Countdown, and you'll find us. Join us every Sunday as we count down the top matches from pay-per-views from WWE, WCW, NWA, and, of course, AEW.